Tomorrow, Randy Fund at 8.30. He's the general manager of the Heat. We'll discuss Shaq and whatever happens tonight as they take on Detroit. Big night in town. It well, is? Yes. Oh. Could have fooled me. Well, you're not here. And even if I were there, you think I would care about Shaq and the Heat? You would be in a distinct on. minority on that one. And you'd like I care. I'm a distinct minority in a lot of other things that never bothered me before. Yep. Like I'm supposed to care about Shaq and the Heat because everybody in South Florida all of a sudden is on a bandwagon? Uh, this I'm is... worried about the Sabres, man. They played pretty crappy last night. You're a distinct minority there. Well, you know something? <laughs> who cares? There ain't a soul in this town who cares, who cares about that. Who cares about the uh, NHL playoffs? Well, you know what? In that case, let's pull. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, the Panthers have got some stinking nerve. Your good racetrack buddy, Alan Cohen. Yeah. If you had any idea how much those, of course, I get reimbursed anyway, so I shouldn't bitch about it, but uh, although I do have to pay tax on it. And the fact of the matter is that their uh, tickets that used to be like five grand for two season tickets here, it's like over seven grand now. My God, the, the the bills don't stop coming, man. I just sent another uh, thing there to the accounting. You know another what the grand. You know what the Heat's getting now for a pair of tickets? I can't. Even, well, you mean just for the playoffs? No, for the regular season. Oh, how much? Like nineteen thousand. It's it's two hundred and sixty dollars a ticket per game. You know something? If they gave me two hundred and sixty bucks a game, I wouldn't go there. If I if I was there every single day of my life, I wouldn't go there. If they, if they gave me a thousand dollars a game, I wouldn't go. How's that? They're selling them out. I, I, I'm happy to hear that. And if they're selling them out, uh, maybe some of the people this season, because they're now deep into the playoffs, actually are watching the games as opposed to schmoozing and wandering around upstairs and then, you know, with a, with a booze in their hand. I don't think that changes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, let's face it. Who can afford Real fans can't afford that. No, only plastic a-holes can afford that. Yeah, people like me, I buy a pair. Well, like I said, no, you're a fan, though. Not. But I buy the tickets. You know why? Fan. Because you're just a gambler. You always told me you don't care about. Uh, That's right. Fans. I watched both games last night. Yeah. And won them both. Well, <laughs> I did. I watched the, the Saber game. I didn't win or lose because I don't bet on uh, sporting events. But you know, I buy tickets. Only for... only compulsive gamblers bet on sporting events. I, I buy tickets because I get you know requests for them. You In fact, know, personally, I'm I'm very much against gambling myself. Me too. Now tomorrow, twelve thirty, I might you know take a break from that for a few hours. I'm going to do that tomorrow too. 9,342 last night, or 462, I'm sorry, get it right. Probably a couple thousand Cub fans, I would think. They had 9,000 at the game last night? That's what it said in the box score, 9,462. I check those numbers every day for the home games to see uh, you know, how many they're claiming show up. You know what, if I can count them personally, I don't think that it's that big right. a crowd. Yeah, I don't think you can count that high. Now, probably about 4,000, but, but and including at least 1,000 Cub fans, I would think. But the Cubs are really pathetic. 9,000 people. So the Marlins won a game last night. They got one in a row, man, and we got their game tonight, and then we got the big game tomorrow at 1230, and it better not rain before then. I know it's going to rain every day at some point. But There'll be a big crowd there tomorrow afternoon. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised maybe 30. I don't mean 30,000. I mean like 30 people. About 30, man. Sun is shining, man. We finally broke the uh, kind of winter slop over there of a couple of days. Sunday and yesterday, boy, not too uh, toasty here. I don't think we made the 50 yesterday. Not too exciting. But all of a sudden, today is the day we turn the corner, baby, up north. We turn the corner. It's already it's already warmer now than it was all day. It's already 50. It's going to be 65 today and then in the 70s for the next foreseeable future. Hallelujah. 73 tomorrow. It sounds like a good day to go to Woodbine. <laughs> <laughs> of course, if it was, it was 43, it would it was be a 40, good day. It would be an even better day because it would be better. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, boy. They keep it so cold in that place. My God. Yeah. I, think, I think I should sue them. Maybe that's why I can't get rid of this damn cold. 
I am getting rid of it, but boy, it's lingered on. I think it's because of that place. Have you ever been in a casino where it wasn't cold? No, because they want to keep your ass awake. Yeah. The last thing they want you to do is get sleepy and, you know, wander out of there. And, of course, in Vegas or any place, like in Niagara Falls, the same thing. If you're staying in Fallsview in a hotel, they don't want you to get tired and go up in the room and take a nap for a couple hours because then you're losing your money that you could be plunging and losing. No clocks, and, and they keep no, it cold. No, there are no clocks. They don't want you to know what time it is, and they want you to be uh, alert and awake. I'm surprised they don't, like, uh, along with the free drinks, give you doggy uppers there, too. If they could get away with that, they would do it. <laughs> so you tell me July now. By the way, Barbaro's still alive. He's uh, chipper and uh, doing okay right now. Nine bullets, and he's still alive. Yeah. You see that x-ray with all those uh, yeah. nails in there, whatever those yep. things are? What are those things? Pins. Pins. Oh, pins. Needles and pins, excuse me. They look like nails. Basically, that's what they are. Maybe it's a safety pin like the one that um, Spectacular Brit allegedly stepped on. In fact, Dave and I talked about that the other day about that stupid story that Buddy Delp made up to cover up for Ronnie Franklin. Yeah. For his stupid ride in the uh, Belmont. Yep. We thought they were going like four furlongs, half a mile. A lot of guys so are you telling me mistake. that Bernardini is uh, definitely not going to run in the Belmont? Because I don't. Un- like unlikely to run. Well, he, well, he's a possibility, but they're, right now they're not sure he is. Because the list of names that you gave me, except for uh, Bob and Tom or Bob and John, uh, except for a couple of others, we never even heard of any of those horses. Well, there's a, the list is up to 12 possibilities, uh, but not all of them are going to run. No, and Brother Derek's definitely not going to run. He's as counterfeit no, he's as a $26 bill. Definitely, yeah. Totally fine. And now there's um, the trainer of Sweet Northern Saint who who uh, cut his foot during the race at the Preakness. I don't think Trombetta is going to sit in there, but he's on the list. Well, you know, that was a very doable uh, exact and triple there, if you like Bernardini. Yeah, I don't know how you would have come up with uh, with Steinbrenner's horse. No, no, I'm not. Uh, an all. Oh, hit the all button? Hit the all. What's wrong with that? You take uh, Bernardini and Sweet Northern Saint. Well, you would have had to have left out Barbaro, which... A lot of people weren't going to do. I already picked him third. Well, you, you, uh, you, uh, I, I don't think that it, anybody who hit that trifecta just either played numbers or right. You know, it's just or you, you couldn't have left Barbara. He only right. paid twenty six bucks. It's not like he was thirty to one. He wasn't one of the rank. Uh, he went off at twelve to one, and uh, that's why I said he paid twenty six. Uh, he he, was, he opened at sixteen to one, and in fact, right. I, I commented on our show all afternoon that the odds on him were were dropping, and he was the only one whose numbers were changing. But, uh, no, by the way, uh, according to yesterday's New York Post, the decision on Bernardini hasn't been made yet. Yeah. So. Well, I'm more whipped up about the heat myself. Yeah. I'm going to have to fly down and be there for that game tonight. Is it tonight? Yeah. Uh, it's not here. It's in Detroit. You can go to your old hometown. Oh, I could probably get my cab guy to take me right across the uh, QEW, man, sure. or the 401, whatever the hell it is. Hershey Highway, right over to Detroit. I would go to Detroit again, man, if they paid me ten grand to go. And, in fact, a friend of mine, <clears throat> acquaintance, not a friend, but acquaintance of Woodbine, one of the degenerates, he went to the MGM in Detroit because he had business to do there Yeah. A few weeks, about three weeks ago. He said it was the biggest dump he's ever been in his life. He couldn't believe what a crap house it was. The MGM, MGM is, uh, there, well, there are two casinos in Detroit. One's across the river. Yeah. Or across the lake, excuse me, on the Canadian what? side. Across the lake, across the river. Is it the I river? Across the lake. The Detroit River. Yeah. And that's Get it right now. Okay. No, no, it's I'm on the Canadian Detroit, side. Yeah, it's in Windsor, right. Yeah, and then there's one in Detroit. The MGM. I didn't think it was MGM because I... Well, trust me, the MGM, maybe they have another one, but the MGM is the big one downtown, and it is a toilet, according to my friend. The one that I went to downtown is op- actually operated by uh, people from who who have the 
Rampart Casino in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's not MGM. Well, there is an MGM in Detroit, okay? I'll, I'll bet you $80 trillion on that right now. Well, Off I, it up. I'll tell you how I know, because uh, my friend from Las Vegas, who's the marketing director for the company, comped our dinner there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, wait a minute. MGM... I'm Googling it right now, okay? I'm, and if, you, if it shows up there, you owe me, what, $100 trillion? Yes. MGM Grand Detroit Casino. Here it is. Great food, exceptional service. Here, here's, their, here's their website. So either, either it's a bogus website or uh, you owe me $80 gazillion. Which, where is it? Oh, who the hell knows? Let's see. You want me to look that up, too? Uh, gaming, uh, Players Club, Group Tours, uh, where the city shines. Oh, yeah, that city really shines. <laughs> it's too dark in that city to ever shine. Maybe the teeth. Uh, dining, entertainment. It doesn't tell you where it is. About, oh, wait a minute. About us. Oh, geez. Uh, no, about us. Still doesn't tell you where it is. It says MGM Grand Detroit Casino is a winning company. It shows these silly broads at some, she just hit the, like three, three single bars, you know. She just won 20 quarters or something. You know, the one thing about women at casinos, man, they just... Too many emotional, hysterical women. They, they hit like 500 bucks and they're shrieking like they just want a million. What's that all about? They, they, they do the same thing at the crap table. Do they? Yeah. What a bunch of crap. You always hear screaming at the crap table. No, but that, guys will do that too at the crap table, but not shrieking. Nonstop excitement. And it's just, it doesn't say where it is. I'm not going to waste any more time with this. But entertainment, let's see. Maybe Poopy Compo is there now. <laughs> Poopy Compo. <laughs> well, who else would be at the MGM in Detroit? Huh? Uh, Louis Prima still alive? Keely Smith, I think, is uh, she just died too. Now he's dead. Well, uh, anyway, there it is. Don't go there. That's my point to you: is don't go. I've been warned by. I actually didn't people. play there. I just went there for the free dinner. Oh well, in that case, it says excellent food, so go there and get uh, fed for free. I hear the one in Windsor is a lot nicer though, across the Detroit River, just over the Ambassador Bridge. My room, my hotel room, when I was there for the Super Bowl, faced that hotel. Did you, you ever go to Windsor? No, I didn't go over there. As a matter of fact, uh, at the track, the um, well, you're not into harness racing, but at the Windsor Racetrack, where you can, you know, simulcast, bet on thoroughbreds, whatever else mm -hmm. you like, they got a huge, it's as big as Falls you they got 3,000 slots in that uh, casino. But they don't have any other, I don't think they have the rest of the stuff. They got a sports book. And Windsor's Windsor. where it's at, man. They just had a murder in Windsor, I think, the first one in about five years. They're all whipped up about that. So those damn civilized Canadians again. Not mm -hmm. too big on murder. As opposed to Detroit, where they're real big on it. Yeah, Detroit is. Uh, Speaking of murder, yes, I, I don't. I just. I've reached the point now where I just. Um, we're not even going to try anymore. How's that? I'm, I'm coming on here making an announcement today. We just. We're, we just give up. You know. I, I don't know what these people are thinking about. Have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, I don't want to put you on a spot, but are they having any discussions with you about anything that they're doing or thinking about doing? Or no, no, me either. But what, what, what in God's name? They're hiring a lot of salespeople. Oh, yeah, they're hiring a lot of salespeople. Of course, we don't service the sales. I got a, I got a replacement piece of copy for one of my accounts today from Troy, bald-headed Troy Stratford. And I, it's the same. He's pulling the Todd Dreck routine now. He takes the same old copy that's been on there for two or three months, and he has somebody retype it word for word verbatim, and it's supposed to be the new copy. So we don't care about, you know, serving the public, the listening audience. I mean, that's obvious based on some of the people we're putting on the air. And we certainly don't care about servicing the clients, but we're hiring a whole bunch of new salespeople. Welcome to the WQM Boiler Room. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. A that's boiler what it looks room, like yeah. back there. As a matter of fact, now pretty soon it's going to be empty back there. All the uh, phones are going to be connected to people in India. We're outsourcing the jobs. 
And might as well, because uh, you know, with the crew we got back there now. Do you know that, I don't know if anybody told you, but the day, the last Wednesday when you did your show from uh, Pimlico, from uh, Baltimore? Yeah. The, the new salespeople, they, they rounded them up, and they brought them, and they sat in the studio to watch your show. What? Yeah. See, you didn't know, did you? No. And, of course, the only problem being you weren't there. So last Thursday, George was out sick. Keep that in mind. So, there's, you know, Josh Cordes is there, and there's nobody, I'm, I'm here, <clears throat> and they wanted to do the same thing. And I said, uh, we'll pass. They wanted to have a whole bunch of these new sales discs come in there and sit around and watch Josh Cordes looking into an empty studio. <laughs> yeah, see? And you're wondering what I'm talking about? I, I, I don't get it, man. I, these people are, it's like they open up Bellevue again. They let them all out. I, they're crazy people. <laughs> yeah. They sat around and they watched your show. They watched your voice coming through a speaker from Baltimore. And then they wanted to do the same thing uh, the next day. At least, at least when you were out, at least uh, Beast was there and Greeper and Cope and you know, all the, your entourage. At least there were some people milling around. What do you think they thought of Greeper? You fairy. Does that answer the question? They're still here. Huh? They're still here. Who's still there? Those salespeople who came in. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, it wouldn't surprise me. They're still there with their eyes glazed over. Oh, my God. Wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, they sat around and watched an empty studio so they could get a better idea of how to sell our shows. That, that, was, the, that was the rationale du jour of why they were doing that. Wow. Now, they, they, they we're working for certifiably crazy people now. I mean, these people have just, uh, I still say they're on the payroll across the street. They've got to be. They have to be. <laughs> Don't you think? Especially Clarabelle. You know, that, that one's got to be on the payroll over there. You know, his, his claim to fame is that back on January the 13th, he paid Mo to go away, you know, for, his, for a couple of months. And that, that, that's it. That, that's been his big move so far. Little did he know how irreplaceable Mo was. Little did he know that we could do worse than a one share in those two hours. And we are doing worse. <laughs> when you look at that 0.5 in there, man, it's enough to bring a grown man to weep like a child. Well, listen, have a great day. It's Tuesday. We're still getting that. Too late for that. <laughs> getting. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yes. Enjoy that game tonight now. Yeah, I will. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be praying for the Sabres, praying for my buddy Lindy Ruff and the Buffalo Sabres and Rick Jennerette. All right. I'm going to say it. a bracha for him. Okay, say a bracha for all of oh, us. Oh, tomorrow players. you have a short day. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> yeah. Love those Marlins, baby. They're on a roll now. Maybe they'll bring the people in to watch the crossover one day. That'd be a good idea. Or maybe they could bring them in to watch the show when the Marlins game is on. That yeah, they can better. watch the Marlins game. Bring them in about 1 o'clock tomorrow sounds good to me. Bring them into the stars. talk studio to watch right. the Marlins game. Amen. See ya. Hasta mañana. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the host, guest, and callers, and do not represent those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agencies. Sports Radio 560-WQAM. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. There we go. Hey, y'all. My name is Vance Eugene Thomas, President Bush's nominee for the Supreme Court. And you know, there's lots of people out there that think just because I smoked a little marijuana when I was in college. Yeah, it wasn't nothing but a pen joint. Well, maybe a cigar side joint. I don't remember y'all. Then they don't think I'm fit to be on the Supreme Court. Hey, I got the munchies. Let's do this quick and get out of here. I want to set y'all straight. When I stop reviewing the law... I don't just review the law. Tell y'all, I've been talking, and I talk it to the east, 
And I took it to the west And I took it while I look up Sandra Day O'Connor's dress I'll be token <laughs> Let's go burn one, y'all Yeah, George is back from uh, his illness From that bad uh, uh, bong water Yeah, that's what it was Let's find that bitch in like uh... <laughs> oh. 10.15 already at 5.60 WQM Happy uh, Tuesday to you yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. And how come Hank wouldn't believe me there's an MGM Grand in Detroit? I mean, many things I could make up. Why would I make that up? It's a dump. Hey, if you're a cigar smoker and like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. In fact, when you're in a casino, if they all smoke it in there, which I don't know. Starting at 1st of July here, even at uh, Fallsview, no more smoking inside. It's the Ontario, it's the provincial law goes into effect. And I say, thank God. But anyway, well, they don't let you smoke cigars inside anyway. Why is it they let you smoke faggots but not cigars inside? I've always wondered that. Yeah, and that's true. Not a nice pipe. Right. It's hard to find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. But he is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small batch hard-to-find tobacco. But he a gold or flagship line gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 rating by Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, pepper flavors. Also be sure to try the Bahia Deseo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. It's a big, powerful cigar, man. It's a gut-wrencher with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. It'll just change your whole attitude and probably give you a gigantic tumor. For a South Florida tobacconist nearby you, log on to BahiaCigars.com or call their toll-free number 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Wednesday yet that, that we don't have an afternoon game today because it looks like there's going to be some serious rain on and off all day today. But tomorrow oh. they change the forecast again. It just says cloudy and 87 tomorrow. It says hotter than a witch's uh, armpit. Steve, who doesn't get it, he uh, sends a fax in who has, says he's got two for today's poll. No, you don't have two. I'm picking Nancy Grace. I'm not even going to mention right. the other one. No more of this two for. Two for the price of uh, none? No. And we haven't even got today's poll yet, have we? No. Not even close. But at any rate, it's a damn good thing that that uh, game tomorrow. And in addition to which, uh, regardless of what happens, I don't care if it's raining cats and dogs like a few days ago when it had like 85 inches of rain. I don't care. 1230, I'll be gone. Just keep that in mind. I Well, no, I mean, when they're going to give us a, a little bonus time there, when we got the Marlin on deck at 1230, we bail out. Right. You know, and then, uh, then if they throw stoked. it back to the studio, let them put, you know, play some music or something. That's what we're going to be doing pretty soon. Bad news from Iraq again. George is back today. He's got a bunch of pills. Yeah, and I'm high as a kite. Whole family is sick. He's high as a kike, yeah. kite. And the dog, too. And the, and the dog's got structure, <laughs> too. No, that's what the doctor told you. I can't believe it. I think your doctor's I don't know, I don't quack. Know. Maybe we need a second opinion. I'd find a new doctor. Doc, dog's got strep throat. He's going to make that 1,000 votes again easy. In fact, I think once we get the 1,000 vote on there, I'm bailing out. 
Gunmen opened fire on Iraqi laborers and ironsmiths traveling to work north of Baghdad today, killing seven people and wounding eight, police said. The attacks came just a day after Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki and visiting British Prime Minister Tony Blair announced that Iraqi security forces would start assuming full responsibility for some provinces and cities next month, leading to the eventual withdrawal of all coalition forces, at which point there will be nothing but total mayhem and chaos and bloodshed all over there. Nice job, boys. Hell of a job. Heck of a job, Brownie. Hound. Here's yesterday's poll result. 1,526 votes. You know, this uh, Hank keeps trying to sell me on this thing about, uh, I know George doesn't care about the Heat or Shaq at all. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't think Josh is going to be going to the game in Detroit tonight, cause he's, unless he's got a quick trip plan. No, not going. Are you going to be watching the game? Yeah, I'll watch the game. Now, you watched last night. You finally watched that uh, show on A&E that I've been uh, illuminating angels and demons. Was I right? Was it pretty good? You were absolutely right. It was very good. See, there you go. For once in my life, I was absolutely correct. And it's about time. I watched the uh, first hour and a half again, then I went to bed. I just, well, I already seen it, you know, just the other day. And when you get to be a doddering old fool like me, you're not going to stay up till midnight just to watch something for the second time, unless it was something really good, you know. And, I mean, it was good. Certainly better than The Da Vinci Code. We asked yesterday, what's your take on the movie The Da Vinci Code, other than the fact, of course, it's making the, the makers of the movie and all the stars in it and Ronnie Howard like a zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for cable or DVD, 552, then they'll watch it. I will see it, 380. Ain't seen it yet as of this poll. But we'll see it, 380. Won't see it, including me, 330. Not for all the uh, money in the world. Although I would like to have 100 grand in the freezer, like Bill Jefferson from Louisiana. I'd like to have, you know, and, and then he's got the nerve to plead innocent, you know? What excuse could he possibly have? I didn't get to hear his excuse why he had 90 grand. The other 10 grand he already spent. Maybe he's just been saving up. Yeah. Good place to hide it anyway. Won't see the movie, 330. I saw it, it was great, 96. Saw it, it was okay, 65. Strictly for Goyam, 42. I hate this poll 40 and saw it. It sucked only 21, and Josh voted from home and from the station twice on that. So only 19 people out of over 1,500 agree with you that it sucked. Well, I've seen a lot of, huh? A bad opinion? I don't know. No, I've seen a lot of other people on TV who were just panning it and ripping it in the ass. Yeah, me too. So I don't know. Maybe just our audience maybe just has bad taste. Wouldn't surprise me, after all. Oh, and speaking of audiences, before we get to today's very important uh, world-changing poll, did you put Nancy Grace on there yet? Yeah. Good. Good work. I added two as well. Who might be? Star Jones and uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, oh, good ones. People will make you want to puke. People will make you physically ill. I was inspired for the poll when I saw Jesse Jackson on yesterday, and I started, like, uh, throwing up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> and like that. No, I, I can't. He makes me physically uh, nauseous when I see him. Such a grandstanding, uh, opportunistic, uh, exploiting uh, piece of crap. I just can't stand him. And even though, you know, he reminds me a lot of Bill Maher. Right. Because both of them say a lot of things that I agree with, but in spite of that, I still mm-hmm. can't stand either one of them. You wish it, they wouldn't. It's also part of, like, the George Clooney syndrome. He's doing a lot of good work and trying to, like, a lot of good causes. He's involved in, like, all those poor starving bastards in Africa. But I still, when I see him, I can't stand him. I don't want to put him on the pole, but I just, I don't want to puke, but I just, I don't like him. There's something about him that leaves me really limp, you know? I don't know what it is. I just, I, it just never warmed up to him. Hmm. And then when I saw the other day with Channel Surfing, and I had forgotten it or tried to forget it. He was in one of the Batman movies. Yeah. I mean, George Clooney is bad. Batman would be like, like Pinky Lee is Hercules. It just, it just didn't make any sense to me, you know? Right? Yeah, no, no like Charles here. Nelson Riley playing Superman. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't fit in at all. Did you see the new Superman, by the way? No. Show the previews. Just want to know your take on him. Did I? Why, why would I see it? No, the previews that are they're all over the place. No, I haven't seen the previews. You know, who plays Superman in this one? Some uh, guy I've never heard of. Oh, I think it's Soupy Sales. 
As su- su- Superman, yeah. Well, they like the way the name of the alliteration there. No, I haven't seen it. Haven't we had enough Superman movies already? I like no, Superman no. just fine, but... Huh? They're going to keep making them like every every ten years. How about Superman with Martha Reeves? We have every other person <laughs> named Reeves is Superman. George Reeves and Steve Reeves. And uh-huh. well, how about Martha Reeves? We can have Superman dancing in the street. Sounds good to me. Or we can have the grassroots. Oh. See, I got my iPod. And I went out and spent all this money on music now because I'm downloading and transferring and importing uh, and exporting. Oh man. I like the way we started that. The big H golden. See, that's better. We appreciate it with a good jingle. That's our new format on this show. I, I really think. What do you think about that? Let's take a vote. Yeah. After well. we do the break, let's take a vote and start thinking about that very seriously. Because the poll we're going to do tomorrow has to do with these calls. Because I'm, I'm just about reached that point in my uh, life. Bad done. Bad done. Yeah, like Mickey would say. Hey, 28 past 10 at QM. Let's look at that award-winning lineup. We've got Kimba Bocamper again today at 2. That means no, none of that. Thank the Lord. Mad Dog at 4. 6.30, you got your Marlins on deck. Those red-hot Marlins, they kicked some cubby ass last night at 7.05. And then Eddie K follows the Marlin game at about 10.35. Hey, if you think you might have termites in your house, now is the beginning of hurricane season and hot-as-hell season and termite season, too. So call our good friends at Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Ridded Pest Control uses that amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. They're gone faster than you can say that our sales department has got like 400 people in it. If you have termites, this is the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house and make your whole neighborhood like the circus just came to town. No worrying about poisonous gas. No moving out or staying in hotels or motels. No hanging out with Tom Bodette. No worry about food or pets in your health. Because at Ridded, they treat your home with this amazing orange oil. That's all it is. And you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent of oranges for just a few days, and those critters and their eggs are completely gone. They're dead. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Riddit Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that does kill termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no kidding. Call right now for a free, no-obligation inspection before those critters eat up your house. Call 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348, and be sure and tell them that prestigious Todd Dreck Told you to call 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. If you're the president of Iran and want to send a special message to a special someone, choose Ahmadinejad greeting cards. There's one for every occasion, like birthdays. A birthday wish for you, George W. Bush. I hope it will be your last. Romance. It is George W. I love you, Megaton. And just for fun. Hey, President Bush, having a great time torturing infidels in Tehran. Wish you were here. I'm Adina John greeting cards. When you care enough to send the very craziest. CKLW. I think it's guy. We just changed the caller to CKLW. We got all the jingles. We got the whole jingle package. Yeah. I think it's uh, got a, a real possibility, man. Got a ring to it. Seven hundred ninety-two votes on the poll today. We got that thousand licked again. You'll be pleased to know, even though you were out sick yesterday. We got over eleven hundred, I think, almost twelve hundred, didn't we, Josh? Yeah, it helped. I went on and voted. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, which I you normally never that do. When you're out sick, you're actually paying attention to what the poll. No, I, I, I normally never do, but I thought I would catch up on some old emails and just one thing led to another. And I oh, like the email from Eric there. Brandon at Magic. 
Yeah, that one. I don't understand what that's all about. I never met Eric Brandon. I mean, you know. Well, maybe he wants to meet you. Freight train. I don't want to meet him unless he's coming up here. I'm not coming down there. Maybe he'll buy me lunch. Oh, and here's the best news. You know why I'm in such a good mood? Why are you in such a good mood? It, it didn't dawn on me till last night. I'm watching the Sabres with a very weak performance getting beat by Carolina. And it just dawned on me that guess who never called me over the weekend or yesterday to invite me to buy them a meal? <gasps> Remember I told you Friday that he had called and bugged me when I was uh, right. you know, laryngitis? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Thanks a lot, Rimmer. Maybe he's finally starting to get the message. Leave me alone, okay? I'm tired of uh, you and your whole uh, gypsy family buying you meals all the time. I'm sure Doug McLean is more than taking good care of all of you, so just leave me alone. God. I mean, you know, it's one thing if people want to, like, socialize and everybody picks up their own tab or maybe once in a great while reciprocate and buy me a meal. Not that I want to go out for meals, but, you know, something. But this business of calling up, here's a uh, look at this thing here. This is nasty. Facts you just sent me. What's the big deal with Barbaro? Let the animal recuperate in peace. How much money did you lose on the horse race? None. I don't bet on that uh, stuff. Are you ever at the Hard Rock? No, I have not. I've been a couple of times. I'd like to invite you to a game of poker at Rock College. I don't uh, go there. I don't play poker, and I'm not there anyway. Whoever sent this idiotic fax. What Stuttering Gill. Huh? Stuttering Gill, who doesn't stutter when he types, I notice. Oh, stuttering spelled with two Ds now. This is not Stuttering Gill, because Stuttering Gill knows how to spell stuttering, okay? Are you sure about that? Positive. We, we just got faxes from Stuttering Gill uh, a week or two ago, and he spelled it correctly. This is spelled with two Ds. Well, so maybe he stuttered. Even, even Stuttering Gill's got a fake now, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm serious. Oh, boy. And today's pulled a bitch from Court TV. I'm sure he means Nancy Grace, even though I don't Good think she's on Court TV. Huh? Good friends. Oh, she's everywhere. She's on oh, Court friends. TV. No, she's on uh, Headline News Trust now. Trust me. Nancy Grace. She's everywhere. She's on your pop-up toaster. She's on your iPod. She's everywhere, Nancy Grace. She's on your toilet paper. That's not Stuttering Gill, believe me. I know Stuttering Gill. He knows how to spell stuttering. This is just amazing. Bunch of idiots. And I was saying just yesterday, I told you this before the show, 800 more votes already. That's pretty exciting. Let's uh, give him a rundown on the poll. Other than George W. Bush, who would have won, obviously, with a zillion votes, what person most makes you want to puke when you see them on TV? Somebody just nauseous seeing them. Pat Robertson. And you know what it is about him that makes you want to puke real bad? I don't know. Everything? That green. You know, we always got oh, yeah. that. That that syrupy grin on his ugly puss, you know, eh, like he knows something, which he don't. Well, we all know he's crazy. Pat Robertson, 208. Bill O'Reilly, a close second, 194. He got, again, voted as the uh, worst person in the world by, uh, mm -hmm. what's his name last night? I agree. He, Keith Oberman, for more BS. 194, just a total compulsive BS artist. Jesse Jackson, 127, who inspired the poll. I'm glad to see a lot of other people get want to puke when they see him. And there's just something about, uh, I don't know, he doesn't talk out of the corner of his mouth like Jean Chrétien used to. He just, he talks out of, I don't know, his ass. Sean Hannity, speaking of that, 106. Ricky Ticky Sanchez, out of sight but never out of mind in South Florida, 67. Always good for a lot of votes on a poll having to do with hate. Tucker Carlson, 20. Bono, 18. Very good choice. Mary Cheney, that self-hating dyke, that sellout bitch, 18. Paula Abdul, 14. Rosie O'Donnell, 7. A late edition. Chris Matthews, 7. Star Jones, 5. William Donahue of the Catholic League. He got my vote. <laughs> Raving lunatic. 5. Just a crazy... With always gritting his teeth and like, oh, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm just... You know. Hey, if he could... now about this movie, he's just uh, foaming. He'd be Torquemada if you uh, gave him a chance. That's correct. Torquemada. Uh, so you didn't watch the... Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, George should be in sick last night. He forgot all about oh, watching A&E. He was and already out. Illuminating Angels and Demons. So Saturday morning at 10, it'll be on again. 
Speaking of the Illuminati, we'll, we'll show you the original coffee. Illuminati. The, the church thought they got rid of all of them because they burned them at the stake. They burned them alive. Yeah, but they grew back. Which was certainly the Christian thing to do. Of course. Uh, Nancy Grace has got only three. I can't believe that. That's that's just, there's something wrong there. Ron Reagan Jr., three, and Mariah Carey don't have any. I don't know why the hell she even got, why did she get put on there? I don't know. I didn't do it. Josh must have done that. and that was No, it wasn't fact. me. Well, who the hell put her on there? No, I'm just joking. It was me. Uh, it was just well, why? Because you I got the back. I was only her. getting one. Well, I already put it on before you read that. So. Ah, Jesus! What is wrong with you, man? For, and Josh wants to apologize to you people out there, all two, three hundred of you that read the stories on our website. Wants to apologize for not getting him on until ten o'clock this morning when I discovered that he had tried. He thought he had put him on there last night. Hey, it was a good nine fifty. <laughs> it was nine fifty six. And I said, are we going to cross over with Hank or what? Are we switching over or what? It was 9.56, okay? You know, you can mess with the old man all you want, but my mind is as sharp as a matzo ball, okay? So don't be giving me this crap about trying to play loose with the time, okay? I know my time. I don't know anything else, but I know my time is up. Wait till you hear what the new anchor is going to be on ABC. Oh, so before I get into that, well, we also got to do this damn break. You know, I want to say this one thing about Chris Jones. I want to take back what I told him last week about what a fine job he's doing. He ain't doing any job. Because your salespeople, not only is there no new copy, I mean, this thing that Troy Stratford pulled this morning, giving me the same copy retyped with two words added at the ass end that make no sense. I mean, and then and, and the feedback sheets, remember, how, how many of those do you think I got? Well, two, right? More than one and less than three. <coughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, we don't really care about that. We don't care if the audience likes the garbage that we're putting on here, all these bad voices and having no uh, consistent programming. We don't care about that. And we don't care whether we just want that money. We're just a money machine. We're no longer a radio station, in case you haven't noticed. We're just a money machine, man. We're a good machine. And, and I would suggest maybe there's nothing wrong with being a uh, money machine. If you were it, it really a good machine. Oh, there's a gator capture. Aren't you excited about that? No. Better luck next time. There's a poor gator in a, in a big-ass uh, cage. Why don't they just leave them gators alone, huh? Well, they keep coming at us. Well, good. Maybe maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe it's oh, part of the Lord's plan. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, this is 560 QAM. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I... I... I don't have a clue. Absolutely. How the heck did Barry's muscles grow? He was a shrimp till he went to Balco. I hit home runs thanks to the juice. It did the trick cause I just beat Babe Ruth. Babe. You beat the babe. You beat me illegally. I beat you, don't check my pee. You beat me, you cheating punk. I beat you, you big fat drunk. You and me are in different leagues. Well, in your day, that's the way it would be. You beat me with dirty tricks. Just don't give me no asterisk. I beat you, babe. You beat the babe. I beat you, babe. I beat you, babe. And 
Now that we're in HD, man, can you imagine how good this music is going to sound on your HD radio set? Wow. Pretty Pretty happy. Weird. Maybe they'll give you one for Christmas. Right. There he is. There's the man who put the BJ and BJ Thomas. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea. I like the blue sweet version better. I don't. Anyway, here's some uh, bad news. ABC News is named Charles Gibson, the unctuous, the terminally ponderous, and very almost as boring as David Hartman. ABC's had this long line of very, very bland people. Bland. I'll be honest with you. I mean, they had lost a million viewers. I was just watching this thing on CNN. They're hyperventilating how excited they are. But um, Elizabeth Vargas was okay. Then she had the nerve to go get pregnant. Mm-hmm. In fact, the newscast was a lot better without Bob Woodruff. And not that I wished him to get blown up in Iraq, but he did. But uh, she was okay. Wouldn't you agree? She was all right. I have no opinion. You never watched it? I don't think I did. I must well, have. Why not? Because I don't really care who does the news that much. Oh. Well, I sure as hell do. In fact, I watched Bob Schieffer once. I mean, I watched Dan Rather for a hundred years, and then as soon as he went off, I gave Bob Schieffer one chance, and I said, okie dokie, I'm I'm out of here. See, I will say this. I won't watch someone who bugs me, and he bugged me. In other words, we won't be watching Katie Couric. Probably not. No chance. Well, ABC News has named Charles Gibson to be the sole anchor of World News tonight. ABC, the home of, like I said, some of the blandest, the most ponderous people, people that make Dave Garraway look like a Mexican jumping bean. That's how boring they are. Chicken neck will know who that is. Charlie Gibson is one of the most distinguished journalists on TV. He's a superb broadcaster and a consummate professional and a very familiar presence to the audience and everyone at World News Tonight. So ABC President David Weston. Gibson's new assignment will take effect on May 29. Let's see. Well, that's next Monday. Woo! Heavy duty. He will continue as a co-anchor of Good Morning America until June 30. About 30, man. I'm humbled to accept this new assignment. I have witnessed firsthand the grace and determination of every member of the staff of World News Tonight, Gibson said. I look forward to joining this extraordinary team and helping the broadcast our new chapter. Right. The announcement comes a week after a strong ratings for World News Tonight. The broadcast averaged 7.71 million viewers, outperforming CBS Evening News by 510,000 total viewers and 470,000 adults in the key 25 to 54 demo. Now, why doesn't it say anything about NBC? NBC kicked their ass. Following the death of World News Tonight, anchor Peter Jennings in August 2005, Elizabeth Vargas, well, we know about that, and she's taken maternity leave and returning to co-anchor 2020, and uh, yada, yada, and, uh, and that's it. And so they put this boring turd on there, Charlie Gibson, a very boring guy. I will not watch. In addition to which, the thing that really frosts me, me ass about both, uh, C, uh, not CBS, NBC and ABC, is that both networks feel compelled for quite some time now, since rather left CBS, although I don't watch them anyway. But uh, the last, at least five and sometimes the last ten minutes of every ni- nightly newscast, they have to go to this, these puff pieces, you know, some kind of feel-good story, uh, human interest uh, garbage. It's not news. It has, right. you know, about right. lost puppies in uh, Ypsilanti and uh, whatever the hell it not is. Not news. Right. Anything that is not really news. Some human interest story about some turd that nobody cares about and uh, doesn't need to know about, and that's their idea of finishing off a nice newscast. Well, screw them. I want to watch the news, and I do not watch the Daily Show, and I don't apologize for that. I just have no interest in watching it. I'll watch Keith Olbermann. And you'll notice that they play that again, I guess, between 9 and 10 in the morning on um, on MSNBC. I, uh, just lately they started doing that, I guess, because he was on again this morning, naming Bill O'Reilly again as the most awful uh, person in the world. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let's see. Here's the facts from, oh, my God. Give me a break. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. These are all, all, now this is the new deal. Uh-huh. Now, as soon as I said we're not probably going to take any calls for another, about 10 years, now we get fake uh, faxes. 
Frank Pepperoni Juice Lacanto, my ass. This is the guy who ever called in about Frank Lacanto. Right. Frank X Lacanto. Would you please re consider reading the notes sent to you by Eric Brandon, a former suck-up of Bob Hamilton caught up in the Lincoln Financial Group chop shop. Magic is the reason that iPods are out selling toilet paper. Well, I bought one. I bought me an iPod. And some toilet paper, I'll bet. No, actually, the toilet paper came with it. It said because we know you're going to buy a lot of these compilations, and even though there's a lot of good records on every one of these uh, discs, you'll also find some real crap, you know. And whenever there's crap, you've got to have some uh, Charmin to go on. For example, this one. I mean, the same one I had hooked on a feeling and expressway to your mm -hmm. heart. Oh, God. Oh, somebody likes it. Man, somebody like Bobby Sherman, you fair. which is really a uh, shame. I'll tell you a song that I really hadn't heard in a zillion years that I like a lot, The Five Americans uh, and Western Onion. Don't you like this song? Mm -hmm. It's a very good song. It is a good song. 1967 is what it say here. Things went wrong today. Bad news came away. I woke up to find the light in my mind. We were marveling before the show this morning. We were listening to some of the uh, cuts on here and then some of the, comparing to some of the Boca Bryant cuts where he used the uh, bed. Uh -huh. And just amazing. Boy. <laughs> oh, man. That is scary, isn't it? Oh, he, he nails him. That chicken act, man, he is the one in a zillion. Color him father. I haven't, I bet I haven't, I know what record that is. I know the song. About the Winstons? Tastes good like a cigarette chip. I think it's a racial thing myself. Color him father. Hey, father, can you help an old altar boy? I'm a Catholic. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Remember this song? I do. I sure hope not. Now the man at my house, he's so big and strong. He goes to work each day and he stays all day long. You fairy. He comes home each night, he's looking tired and beat. He sits down at the dinner table and has a bite to eat. In addition to which, uh, there is no note sent to me by Eric Brandon. This is this is the uh, Bob Hamilton guy. This is the guy that right. was always calling uh -huh. for Bob Hamilton that's and right. music. Now, nobody cares about magic, okay? Ricky Ticky cares because that's his livelihood. He's getting a check over there. I hope he's doing very well. But other than that, nobody cares about magic, okay? Except this guy who's got an ass to grind. And then the guy that used to be on the doo-wop shop. Remember, he was always calling and bitching about how they fired his ass. Yeah, like we're supposed to care about the doo-wop. No, I, I do care about that. That was a good move that they made. Nobody wants to hear no doo-wop. There are about like 16 guys from Brooklyn that want to hear doo-wop, and they think that the whole world is in the doo-wop shop, you know? Nobody wanted to hear that crap. That's one of the best moves they ever made is getting that swill off the ear. You want to hear good oldies, this is going to be the place for it. And after all, wasn't this wasn't that how QM became famous? Was it a music station? Huh? Right. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if this song is one of the songs that put QM on top of the charts back back in the day. And I used to listen back in the day. Huh? They can bell out a quarter ounce of sugar. Not too much music, but a quarter ounce of sugar. The Archies. And who don't like Archie, right? That's right. Eat it. And Gloria. And me has Christ. Oh, 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 oh,
so I'm thinking very seriously of ma uh, making a big movie because the rest of these people here in this place are just uh, uh, see the flemish starting up again. Yeah, mm -hmm. all, all since the end of yesterday, I haven't had one crocky man, but just the the talking. Mm -hmm. Right, that's the fun part of the ass end of a cold is the phlegm as it settles deep into your throat. At least 16 civilians were killed by airstrikes led by American-led forces on a village near Kandahar in Afghanistan yesterday. You saw how they uh, killed all those Taliban who were supposedly uh, killed a long time ago. But they've been acting up bad again, the Taliban. A U.S. military spokesman said a Taliban compound had been targeted, but survivors from the village said civilian houses were bombed. 16 civilians killed, including a bunch of children, too, by the way. There were dead people everywhere, said Zermina Bibi, cradling her eight-month-old baby. Bibi with a baby. She said ten people were killed in her home, including three or four children. Three or four, more or less. One villager said Taliban fighters had used the roof of his house to fire missiles at the U.S. Uh, so a lot of those penny-ass bystanders have to get killed, you know. They always get in the way. More, more good phlegm today. Let's see. Here's one that says for your poll, Rummy Rumsfeld. Yeah, he's scary. Donald Rumsfeld. You want to put him on there? Yeah, absolutely. Says he's been sending me to the bowl for 20 years, says Lori in Baltimore. <laughs> she says, P.S., I think Barbaro is a fine horse, and I love animals, but I really feel badly he's injured, and I really hope he pulls through. But I think people around here have kind of lost touch. They're actually putting up signs that say, God bless, yeah, they showed him on the news this morning. God bless Barbaro, get well soon, Barbaro, be brave, Barbaro, and believe, Barbaro. I don't get it, Lori, says the horse can't read. Well, maybe somebody can read it to him. Yeah, surprise, uh, Lori. It's the reading hoss. Now, like I said yesterday, and I know it will offend some people who are horse lovers, there's nothing wrong with loving horses, all depending on what act you're, you know. But the fact of the matter is they're awfully, incredibly dumb animals. They are shockingly dumb. Yeah? Yes, they are. No, are I'm not disagreeing with that. I've ridden more horses than you've seen, trust me. Amazingly dumb. But then again, that's just humans exploiting horses, and we ought to start with your Peter people and the animal lovers. You know about how inhumane all this stuff is. Nobody cares about that. There's big money on the line, man. This Just ask our sales department. Give us the effing money. Now. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock solid. This is your brain. Any questions? Jose, can you see? My coyote's flashlight crossed the border today as the Minutemen were shooting drove ten guys in one car through the desert all night to the protest we marched but they just thought we were looting. And the farms were all there. The fruit waiting for us there. Give us some nasty rights. And we'll pay our fair share. Jose does not understand the English you say. Give a break to him and me, or we send another way. That's where the part would have been. 
On FMQB and radio and records, that uh, HD is going to be the hottest thing since tamales. As soon as a few people got a set, you know, just like those HD uh, TV uh, DVDs that are out this month, the uh, Toshiba. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm glad I mentioned that because I got to go out and look for that today. Got to have one. I don't know why, because I don't want to see Batman uh, Part 85 or whatever the hell's. There's only like about a half a dozen titles that have been released in HD DVDs. Right. So until there's a good selection of them, why the hell even bother with it? Other than, you know, just saying, well, I Get got one. And right, I, exactly. You know. buy them as they come out. <laughs> one yeah, week. there you go. That's, that's a good idea. Just put me on the list and send me one. Oh, by the way, you should be watching the mail because that rear window's coming. For I will drive. be. I'll be watching the rear window. <clears throat> watching the rear window. Now, did you bring him uh, Motown? I did. I, I got it today. Hot hand. Did you? I'm a busy man. I got some movies to watch here. And just uh, speaking of that. I watched parts of that again yesterday. That movie just uh, sends me, man. Not to the bowl, but right to a heaven. I just love that. Uh, I just I can't describe. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Suds. If you don't watch Standing in the Shadows of Motown, man, you people are such a bunch of lunkheads. They just don't like... You know, these are the same people that waste their time watching uh, that stupid uh, John Travolta movie. What the hell is it? With Ur- the, Urban with... Cowboy? No, the one with the mayonnaise and, uh, and the french fries. What the hell is that? Oh, Pulp Fiction. Ass? Yeah, Pulp Fiction, yeah. See, I've got a, a mental block. An intentional mental block. God. Talk about a movie for pseudo-intellectuals. That's it. Speaking of uh, a-holes, Madonna. The Church of England has criticized Madonna's appearance on a cross to kick off her latest tour in L.A. Boy, she is all hype. About 2% talent and 98% hype. That's a good thing they're helping her out. Yeah. Why would someone with so much talent seem to feel the need to promote herself by offending so many people, said the church in a statement. And like you said, the church continues helping out people with marginal talent. Marginal movies, just like the Da Vinci Code, by making a big stink and a big fuss. And everybody says, oh, I better go see what the stink and the fuss is all about. Madonna performed the ballad Live to Tell while suspended from a giant mirrored cross on opening night. David Muir of the Evangelical Alliance accused the singer of blatant insensitivity. Madonna, as you see, the one thing about the religion is they don't understand. We, you know, in a free world, at least allegedly free, or once upon a time, uh, we can we can make fun of your religion, we can uh, mock it, we can, uh, you know, and probably pretty accurately right. too. All we want, and if you don't like it, dear mama, too bad. Okay, that's what it means to be non-religious, right? To have kind of a brain. Madonna's use of Christian imagery is an abuse, and it's dangerous, he said, David Muir. She should drop it from the tour, said David Muir, and people need to find their own means of expressing their disapproval. A little veiled kind of a threat there. Like, oh, don't buy her out. You know, don't subsidize this bitch. Which I don't anyway. Madonna's spokesperson was not available for comment. Not the first time she's upset the church. In 1990, uh, the Pope called for a boycott of the Blonde Ambition tour in which she simulated masturbation during Like a Virgin. The video for Like a Prayer also brought condemnation from the Vatican, which claimed it was blasphemous. It contained burning crosses and depicted a black Jesus. I mean, can anybody even oh, imagine that. a black Jesus? Jesus how, about a Me- how about a Mexican Jesus? Huh? Right. Don't you think Jesus uh, probably fits in there? Swarthy. The 51-day Confessions World Tour kicked off in L.A. on Sunday. will reach Britain in July, says the BBC News. Uh, Madonna getting everybody all whipped up again. Yeah? More hype. Mm. I gotta get rid of this phlegm in the worst possible way, or maybe in the best possible way. 
whichever way. Just just got to get rid of the remnants of this thing. Could, uh, I think the sunshine's going to help. Huh? Gargle with some Drano. I think the sunshine's going to help. Gargling doesn't get rid of a phlegm, does it? Well, it depends. I no, got that heavy-duty heavy, heavy heavy Mr. Clean Listerine. People say you're supposed to gargle with, like, salt water or something. I don't know. For what? Get rid of phlegm? The phlegm, yeah. When do you ever hear that? Oh, all the time. Yeah, Mr. Doctor. Old wife Mr. Expert. Tales. Mr. Expert that's uh, sick in his whole family, and even his dog has got the strep throat yeah, and yeah. meningitis. You could just hack for four hours like you did yesterday. I really did. Well, what, what am I going to do about it? You know, I didn't feel hack. all that bad. That's all I could do was just hack like O.J. Well, speaking of that bit that we opened the show with that token, Clarence Token Thomas, the reason he was on my mind is because he's back in the news again. Just how bad are things for President Bush, asked the New York Daily News in Monday's editions. Pretty bad, I'd say, if Clarence Thomas is worried about him, is what they said. The other night at a Washington book party for the president's sister, Doro Bush Koch, the Supreme Court justice arrived with his wife, Ginny, on the tented roof of the Hay Adams Hotel, overlooking the White House, and made a beeline for the author. We have to pray for your brother. He's in real trouble, Token Thomas told a wide-eyed Koch, whose older brother is indeed suffering from near-catastrophic public opinion ratings. He's a doddering fool. Koch, whose memoir of the first President Bush is My Father, My President, a personal account of the life of George H.W. Bush, politely thanked Thomas and kept a stiff upper lip. Later, I had a nice chat with a conservative justice, writes, uh, who wrote this? Whoever this is in the, uh, I don't know, somebody from our story didn't put his name on it. Who's uh, had little use for a journalist since his 91 confirmation hearings in which Anita Hill accused him of inappropriate sexual advances, and Thomas accused the Senate Judiciary Committee of conducting a high-tech lynching. Life is long, I said at one point. That's right, Thomas agreed. That's what you should say when somebody does something to you. Life is long. Ha ha. In other words, gonna get you. Payback is a bitch. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Clarence Token Thomas said. A real black Nazi if ever there was one. So I was saying yesterday about the calls, and it's uh, probably good that you're back today. Not just from the fact that you're not quite as sick as yesterday, but the fact that, uh, you know, you know a little bit about the history. Back on IOD, on our worst day, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we had some days. That's you know it. the day that was the worst? I give up. Was the day that Jerry Sullivan decided to come in the control room and stand there and watch the show and just wouldn't leave? I don't remember that. You weren't there that day? I don't know. That may have preceded you. It might have. I don't and know. And all we had was basically the Mad Trumpeter. Ah, lot that no, no, not the lot that. Oh no, it wasn't the Mad Trumpeter. It was the uh, yeah, yeah. It was the it was the yeah, yeah that guy. That sounded like Johnny Dark doing a, doing a bad cousin Bruce imitation. That, that's all we had that day. Him and a couple of other crimes. I don't think I was there for that event. And Jerry Sullivan, who was the former PD who got demoted and uh, canned, and the, re the the way they canned him was not by just saying you're fired. They made him the o the overnight news guy whose job was from midnight till 5 in the morning to drive the IOD news car and go out and get news. And that, that's a true story. <laughs> so he was a big fan of the show, but he decided to come in that day, and I was, I was still, like, post-stroke. You know, you weren't there. It was after I had that stroke. Right. I guess maybe uh, Nick Lawrence was there. Would have had to Adding be. a little aroma to the program. And uh, it was, he just wouldn't leave, you know, and it was just one of those days. It wasn't going to happen no matter what, you know. They're, they're just, it, it was hopeless. And he just stood there and stood there and stood there. And I thought, why are you doing this? Are you some kind of a bastard, some kind of a relentless bastard? It's bad enough that I'm having to endure this, but you're standing there watching it? But anyway, what does that have to do with what I was saying? On your worst day. I was day. saying that on, uh, other than that, on the worst days, we never ever encountered it. From the very first day at QAM, it was like we were in a different world, you know? Yeah. And obviously we got some, you know, we still have a, a chunk of the same audience from before. You know, chunks. <laughs> yeah, that kind. But we also have a chunk of uh, a different color. Like deep brown or deep purple. And as a result, the calls, you know, during those seven months that I shut them off. Now, I wouldn't say I did that right. It was kind of like practice, you know, because mm -hmm. I read too much crap during that period of time. And it was much too, too not only newsy, but too serious. Not enough fun and game stuff. 
But right. the callers, what the show has degenerated into on this radio station is the, the phone call part of it. It's a playground for simpletons is what it is. Mm-hmm. And we do have a small segment of people who think, oh, well, that's, that's what the fun is now. No, not really, because it would be one thing if it was a playground for, like, you know, a thousand different simpletons. But right. it's a playground for, like, about a dozen different simpletons, and that's it, you know. And for all the money that we're spending technically on the phone, uh, on this great Telos phone system, <laughs> uh, which is the worst in the world, uh, it's hardly even worth it. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you would agree with that. Now, Josh, of course, would also agree very, very hastily if I said that maybe the solution would be for him to start screening the calls. Yeah, you'd probably do that. <laughs> oh, man, what an accurate prediction that was. So, I'm, you know, I'm mulling in my mind. And, of course, we're coming up very soon to the summer recess, you know, when George is doing three days a week. And, of course, George is never going to stop taking the calls because that means George will be playing music because George is not going to be reading bedtime stories. That no. I can assure you. That is not going to be happening. I'll talk about them, but I'm not going to read them. Well, that would be okay. Right. I do that. You talk about them? Sure. I mention them and uh, go go to the website, read this. Here's what it's about. Go to the website and read this? Oh, they're not yeah. going to do that. No, they're not. As a matter of fact, that's another component of the show because I'm thinking of retooling the whole thing now because the management is just uninvolved. Oh, Lloyd Benson died. Who? You know what he was best known for? No. Senator from Texas. And he was the one that told Dan Quayle during the debate, presidential debate, in uh, what year would that have been? Oh, uh, that guy. I, huh? knew, I knew Jack Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. You know Jack Kennedy. That was one of the great moments. He was 85, and he just died. Former U.S. Senator and, and Secretary of Treasury. Lloyd Benson is dead. And woe is us, man, because he was a good guy, even though he was from Texas. Whoa. Now, that was a great moment in debating. Absolutely. Did, did you ever see the tape of that? Yes, I did. Many times. Yeah. It's funny. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. And, Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. And Quayle just stood there with like, <laughs> Danny Quayle. Hey, if you love boating, just about everybody in South Florida loves to get out there on the water. Well, if not, you ought to. But if you ever thought about buying a boat, don't do that because, boy, what a lot of grief and what a lot of expense, too. Instead, do a smarter thing. Call Club Nautico at 1-800-VOTE-RENT right now and enjoy all the time in the water you want. Why pay the expenses of boat ownership when you can rent one hassle-free? Join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy it is. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or no hurricane preparation. With a boat from Club Nautico, it is totally stress-free and affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is a smart way to get out there on the water and have a swell time. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. And when you're all done, no cleaning up the mess either because Club Nautico takes care of that, too. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat and go. When you're done having a great time, pull into the dock, get off, and just run away. Just set it and forget it. Walk away. It's that easy. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT for unlimited boating to pay as you go from small boats all the way up to yacht charters and everything in between. All of these things. It's Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today the smart, the hassle-free way by calling our good paisans at Club Nautico toll-free. It's 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Marlins fans, it's the 2006 QAM Mercedes-Benz Grand Slam inning contest. If a Marlins player hits a Grand Slam in the fifth inning, you could win a two-year lease of a Mercedes-Benz C230. For more information and to enter, log on to WQAM.com today. The 2006 Mercedes-Benz Grand Slam inning contest from Sports Radio 560 QAM. And now, live from Kabul, it's Kuran Kuran! 
Well, that thing is quiet to start. That wasn't very good. I don't like the way that sounds. Well, what do you do? That's how it starts. Just a little kind of a quiet tambourine there. You know, I still can't get over as much as I watch uh, the Standing in the Shadows of Motown when uh, Joan Osborne is doing What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. Yeah. And I just I just keep watching that guy who's part, I, I don't know what he actually is, who's conducting the orchestra, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it because they're not, they're not really looking at him. You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess it's just a visual thing. You, know? you, you, you just think they're not him. looking at him. Huh? You think they're not looking at him. Oh, but they when are looking at him. When you're watching an orchestra, you don't see them really watching the Yeah, that's the true. They're, they're peeking out of the corner of their eye. They're taking right. a peek. They're sneaking a peek or maybe sneaking it's a fart. It's a tie that binds, you know. Is that what it is? Right. No, but that, that's just great. I just love that. And she is so good. And, of course, Ben Harper goes without saying. I'm, I'm right. just, he disturbs me very much. He's very annoying to me. Because he, he could diff- be bigger than uh, Halava, and he just, Different, those you know, CDs you sent me is so depressing, the music right? that he picks to, well, did he write talent, some of that stuff? That's all, that's all him. He wrote all that stuff. Well, so his talent is in singing, not see, writing. Listen, and exactly. See, there you go. It disproves your point. Some people no, can do both, and uh, that makes right. them great musicians. Some people are just great singers, right? which he is. That's why the he important thing is the writing. Sack, but uh, it's, it's too bad. But anyway, I just love that, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I could, I could watch that once a week, and I don't ever get tired of it. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. watch the whole thing. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I just watch certain scenes, you know? I'd just be loving it. In fact, the uh, the guy who's like really, I don't know what his name is, and I apologize for that because those white folks all look the same to me. But the one guy that plays the tambourine, you know? Yeah, Mr. Tambourine Man. No, no, the guy that's kind of like the Yeah, man. I don't know their names. Uh, see, there you go. But you know the one I'm talking about. I do. He's the one that's talking about, he's doing Ain't Too Proud to Beg, and he's starting to explain what it is, how they do the mm-hmm. music. And oh, that's fascinating. that's fascinating. He's just great. He is just uh, fabulous. I don't know. 930 uh, some odd votes already. Look at that. 937. We're going to have we're going to have a thousand votes before noon today is my predilection. How do you like that? Okay. Uh, what did we decide our new that? goal was going to be? Eight million. We, we don't have a goal. It'll be look if we do. Look, don't start pushing now. OK, don't get pushy. <laughs> If we get a thousand every day, man. That's pretty good on this radio station. That's that's more listeners than some of the. That's certainly between two and four. They ain't got no thousand people listening, especially three to four. When you got a oh point five, <laughs> and your target demo on a sports nerd station, and that's all you got. You maybe like you could you could probably go to Denny's and find more people than that. Like you know, at breakfast time, or even in the middle of the afternoon, an right. off hour. Good God, it's just and these people are even a humper. I asked him right up right up front. I want to put him on the spot. But I said to them, are they talking with you about anything that they're doing or thinking about or would like to do? Or uh, No. I, I think we really are having that going out of business sale. What's the one bit where Boca talks about? Oh, it's that dumb sports uh, thing. Yeah, which one? He's done several. No, no, the new one. Oh. Well, you, you heard it. I played on yeah, Friday, I'm sure. Yes. The one that goes. Boyd Home Radio, 560 WQAM. Your headquarters for taped interviews with dumbass criminal athletes. The station to turn to for sport hole sweepers, followed by a mushmouth bumass. Sound like anyone you know?
And if you think they're unintelligible just because of the phone. One No Charlie Radio. I'm a One No Charlie. 560 WQAM. Catering to a demographic of undereducated degenerate gamblers loyal to wealthy closet gay Republicans who still live with their mother and are too cheap to buy anything anyway. I, uh, I like your bat. You do? Yeah. Oh. Hey, what a game last night, huh? Yeah. You hear that interview on WQAM? He said... Sport Hole Radio. Is it any wonder why we're going out of business? Uh, 23 past 11. I don't think it is any wonder. I don't wonder any more, as a matter of fact. Other than George W. Bush, someone who makes you uh, more than anybody else want to puke your guts out when you see him on TV. Makes you nauseous. Makes you run to the bowl. Run for a sack. 945 votes already. What I tell you? 1,000 by noon. And then the sky's the limit. Right? Right. I think we turned the corner this uh, last couple of days. Finally, I finally seen the light. Like Todd Rundgren. I wouldn't mind playing that if I had it. You got that? I saw the light by Todd Rundgren? Second. It's a good song, man. Heavy duty. It ain't no um, Bobby Sherman, little woman. Very good song. It's a great song. <clears throat> now, what was the group? Wasn't Naz the group that Todd Rundgren was with originally? Naz. Hey, so. hey Todd. You fairy. Rundgren, that is, not Todd Drexler. Uh, if, they, if they get off their ass and get rid of that kiss crap, and see, here, here's... Okay, that's enough of Todd. What I would do is I would put the country music back on this station. Right. And I'd put us on FM. That's on right. Would that be a great idea? And then we could play the oldies, man. Play some... Fa- we put that Bob Hamilton right out of business. That's a good frequency, too, that you can do a lot with. What is it, 99.1? 99.9. What's 99? Oh, 99.1 is jams. They're jamming on it. Aren't they jam? Don't they put jam on it? I don't know. That's right. Jelly. Is it? Must yeah. be jelly. Daddy died jam. jams. Jams. Nine jam. Ninety-nine point nine. Boy, yeah. That's got a lot of those. Uh, and if that Robert yeah. Cooper likes so much, we could make him the PD. And if you turn it upside down, you know what? You know what PD stands for? Yeah, six six six. You know what PD stands for in Robert Grouper's case is uh, pretty desperate. Nine hundred and fifty-one vote. Boy, I'm proud of that. Pat Robertson's got two hundred twenty-nine of them, but Bill O'Reilly's right on Pat's ass. Two eighteen. Don't tell the Lord. Jesse Jackson one fifty-six. Sean Hannity one nineteen. Another Nazi. A lot of Nazis on this pool. Rick Sanchez, 75. Rosie O'Donnell, 21. They refused Rick a card, by the way. He wanted to join the party, but they said no. Too stupid. Rosie O'Donnell, 21. Tucker Carlson, 21. Bono, 21. Mary Cheney, 20. Even the Nazis have uh, standards, you know. That's why they wouldn't let Ricky Ticky in there. Sanchez. I hate saying Ricky Ticky because they think I'm talking about Rick Shaw. We would never knock Rick Shaw on this show. He's our bud. Mary Cheney, 20. Self-hating dyke. Star Jones, 14. Paula Abdul, 14. Donnie Rumsfeld, out of nowhere, is already moving up to 13. Tied with Nancy Grace, friends, 13, which hopefully is an unlucky number in her, her case. Maybe she'll, like, break both legs. Chris Matthews, 9. William Donahue of the Catholic League, that's Farbison, 5. And Ron Reagan, Jr., the ballet dancer. Hey, Ronnie! You fairy! Has got Solamente Trace, only 3. I bet you before we do the break even here, let me refresh it again. A nine. Look at that, 953, huh? Real good shot at 1,000 by the top of the hour. That's our goal. Let's hop on the pole today, man. Hop on it. That's our goal is to hop on that pole. That's what Scoran used to say. Speaking of Troy Stratford, what an idiot. You know, he's, you know, you know, the sad part of it is don't ever do anything for anybody. That's my best advice to you, George. Oh, I've learned that lesson. I went to bat for him, man. I got him airtime. He wanted to be a big on-the-air celebrity, and, and he's not bad on the air. He's okay. He's certainly better than a lot of crap we got. And I, I went to bat for him. Anything I could do, you know. 
And he just he just don't wanna, you know, when it comes to servicing, writing copies of that. He don't wanna. And how's that new copywriter that we were supposed to be hiring three, four months ago? Oh, I got the Have you seen that person no. yet? Have we hired anybody? No. Oh. Maybe that's why you don't know yet. It's almost Memorial Day. That's next Monday. Time for the mattress and furniture stores to start running those phony sales they do every year. You know, the sales where they double the price and then they say we're gonna give you half off. Well what kind of a deal is that? Don't waste your time and money driving around shopping for a mattress. Save like never before when you call Dial-A-Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS right now. Their prices are lower than the mall stores, even during these so-called half-off sales. And only Dial-A-Mattress uh, delivers from 8 in the morning until 10 p.m. every single day. Same-day delivery available, and you choose your date and time within a two-hour window that's convenient for you, and they show up when you're home when you like. That's why they're ranked number one in the world for the best customer service in the business. And Dollar Mattress doesn't carry any off-brands that nobody ever heard of. They have the complete line of all the top names, Sealy, Inserta, Simmons, King Co uh, Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Bananas Foster, too. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll get the best prices on the best brands. That's why I've used them for years. You can't get a better deal all the way around. So if the old mattress has had it, if it's lumpy and bumpy and you're not getting a good night's sleep, what should you be waiting for? Pick up that phone right now and call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. Beware those half-off sales, man. There ain't nothing like Dollar Mattress. Sleep comfortably tonight on that great new mattress from Dollar Mattress by making that one easy call right now. Just sit there on your fat ass, reach for the instrument, and call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Stupendous Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yank it, baby. Part 
We're hopping in the time machine. Oh, right. Won't you come along and dream? Oh, no. Here's the golden record from WQAM. Right now. Mitch Ryder. You failed. You said that. Okay. 25 till noon. I'm enjoying the music, man. I like it. Yeah, you got to be the music man. Huh? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? What nothing, are they going to do about it? Nothing well, at all. Well, sure panic when I talk about playing music on the show. Who does? I don't know why. The, the, the new regime. Oh, man, the people? I heard. Yeah, well. And by the way, speaking of the new regime, my uh, erstwhile attorney and agent who's supposed to be uh, talking to them and expressing them my great dismay with the uh, kind of crap that, with the way they're dismantling the operation. Uh, I hear nothing from him. I don't want a phone call, by the way. No more of those phone calls. I still got a little raspy throat. I don't want to waste my voice screaming and yelling on the phone at that idiot. But I would maybe like an email works, you know, real well, like the one I got from Eric Brandon, where he didn't say anything. He just gave me a phone number. What does he want? Maybe he wants me to get him a job, Eric Brandon. I don't even know Eric Brandon. We get stuff like that all the time, voicemail or, <clears throat> or emails. People wanting you to contact them. There's no reason why. No yeah. who they well, are. What? You know, just what does he exactly. want from me? You know, I don't know. Just spill it out, Eric. Okay. okay. To get to doesn't know want a date, okay? I know you better. No, no chance. Lloyd Benson. A courtly, that's the reason I played the Dan Quayle thing, because Dan Quayle was dumber than sawdust. He made George Bush look like a genius. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Benson, a courtly Texan who represented the state in Congress for 28 years and served as President Clinton's first Treasury Secretary, died uh, this morning. He was 85. He was also the Democratic 1988 vice presidential nominee. Died in his home in Houston. He ran with uh, 88. Would have been Michael Dukaka. But Democrats sure know how to do it, don't they? Mm-hmm. 84 was Walter Mondale and Geraldine Ferraro, whose husband just happened to be a mobster, but nevertheless. It was during that campaign that he told rival Dan Quayle in a debate, you're no Jack Kennedy, Senator. That was that was so great. His distinguished political career took him from the humble beginnings of a country uh, county office in the Rio Grande Valley in the 40s to six years in the U.S. House, 22 years in the U.S. Senate, and two in the Clinton cabinet, where he was instrumental in directing the administration's economic policy. And, of course, we had eight years of great uh, prosperity, and we weren't paying three and a half bucks a gallon for gas, <clears throat> or whatever it is these days. Oh, I know it's a bargain, like two ninety nine for regular. Who uses regular anyway, huh? Schleppers. There is no regular anymore. Right. Nine eighty two. Oh, we'll have that thousand look by noon. Like you could say, uh, fat boy's getting canned. Man, faster than you can say that. That's what you told me this morning. That's what I heard. Had fat boy's on the way out. Well, wouldn't that be a shame? <laughs> and then, of course, you being the old softy that you are, tell me how sorry you feel about that, if indeed that's true. Yeah, well, he's got, uh, you know, a lot of hungry mouths to feed. Well, you know something? I think that, that if there's any family in South Florida that could go for like six months without even a, uh, an unhappy meal, that's the family. They could go on a good long fast. Even if they did it slowly, they could go on a good fast. Believe me. They got plenty of uh, reserve. But this is the guy that tried to throw your ass under the bus on that Treasure Island thing, and you still, you know. Yeah, you, I'm not a great I, I take back guy. what I said. You know, on the exterior, you put on the exterior of being a hard ass, but underneath all of that crusty surface, you're nothing but an old softy. That's right. Sounds That's familiar. the problem. Am I right, Josh? Yeah. yeah. He puts on that crusty, hard exterior like a real Cuban hard ass, but underneath all of it, he's just, he's just limp. That's what I heard. Mushy. N- nine hundred. That's what the Duff told me. Nine hundred eighty-six votes <laughs> on a poll. Oh, I got a good count by your buddy Doug Thompson from Capitol Hill Blue. Good. Actually, this is from uh, what would the nineteenth have been? It's Friday. Well, it doesn't make any difference because I'm not. I don't. Yes. You know, <clears throat> I don't want to do a lot of reading with this phlegm, and of course, I certainly don't want to. And look at the way the phone is ringing. Aren't they going to be in for a big shock, huh? I, I listen. I need those phone calls like I need hemorrhoids. All right. 
The idea that a guy like me, who's been in this business 100 years and 30 years in his market and had all these numbers and all the success and making the big bucks, the idea that I need to talk to a bunch of lunkheads who think that they're all like auditioning for Ted Max Amateur Hour, uh, and that's how I need what I need to do to a show you're dreaming. I don't, I don't need it. Do I need it? No. No, I don't. Absolutely don't need it. If I never took another call again, you know what? It would be too soon. Because, you know, let, let's make the short list, okay? You got Reverend Jones and his boyfriend, okay, mm -hmm. with his uh, callers from the past. In fact, the, the only thing that he ever said that was amusing. You're gay. That, that was it. That's it. That's enough. So that's two, him and his uh, boyfriend. Then you got <laughs> him and his impersonator. There's two more. Right. Right? Then you Hi. got Yeah, crazy Prozac Ron. There's a, so there's five. Then you got uh, the gargler. There's six. And then we got right. the new one who thinks he's very amusing about it. puts the, uh, the fill in the blank in the basket. Right, right Josh? Guy. How many times he called yesterday and everyone was boring? Josh was uh, out getting food. Huh? You know the one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's six. Oh, yeah. We, 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 he didn't get in yesterday. So there's seven. And then you got like those two or three Julios who sit around having their uh, circle party. <coughs> the garden party that Rick Nelson was mm -hmm. singing about. There's nine. How many does that make? Nine. Uh-huh. So, so maybe a dozen, basically. And then, and then once in a right. great while, you got, you got to go through those guys each about ten times. Then maybe on the 80th uh, hit, you get somebody that like, might have something to say. Hey, it's just not worth maybe. it. It's, it's a, huh? Right, maybe. It's like playing a dead machine at the casino, man. You know, it's just maybe, maybe on the 80th hit of the button, you might get a cherry, you know, for four bucks. That, that just ain't worth it. That's what I call a dead machine. Oh, here you go. Here's a good one. And, you know, we have a bit about this, but I can't, I've been looking for it for a long time, and a bit too. And I don't know what it's called. <laughs> and you won't know it either, because you didn't put it in there. Uh, Billy Mays for OxyClean. Right. And I, I don't know what that thing is called. There's Billy Arty. Bob, uh, Earl. Uh, no, I, I, I'll, I'll stumble across it one of these days by accident. If you ever find it, let me know what it is. All right. It says, I can't get to my remote fast enough when I see and hear Billy Mays for OxyClean. He is annoying. Of all the infomercial guys, he may be the most annoying. I mean, some, most of those guys are a little bit entertaining, you know, like Ron Popeil, as corny as Ron is. Now he's got the daughter on there and the whole deal. Just said it, and, you know, and he's got, he's got Uncle uh, Charlie or whatever his name is, that Jewish guy. And I still don't think Ron Popeil is Jewish, but nevertheless. But he's got a Jewish uncle, you know. Doesn't everybody have a Jewish uncle? They are. Named Muggsy? But he's on there selling the knife sets and the, uh, the uh, thing, the set it and forget it machine. But Billy Mays, man, is really annoying. And he's is it an ACN bit? Huh? ACN? Oh, I, I don't. You're asking me? Probably. I would think so. Why? Wow, is that going to narrow it down? No, well, it's, it's not, it's not that old. Huh? It's going to give us a place to start looking. What do you mean by that? If it's not in the machine, oh, I'm going to no, look no, at the please don't waste your time. It goes back a long time, and it's it, uh, in your condition, in your delicate condition, it, it ain't worth the energy. I'll give you something okay? to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's a fax that says, oh, yeah, Rita Cosby, listening to her, to her speak is sickening, but I, oh, I see. Oh, see, then, now this is Dick Dyke, whatever his name is, Dick Van Dyke, D-I-K. And he also don't want to do just one. So he, he mentions these other people, but he wants Murray Madeline, I guess, as his choice. And that's a good choice. That's uh, James Carville's right-wing bitch wife. Uh-huh. I, I don't buy oh, that. She, she's, huh? I don't buy that. Boy, don't buy what? That's that that a scam. That, that, uh, no, it's not a scam. No, well, it's not. There, there, are, there are bondings like that. There, there, there are pairings like that. I know it's hard to believe. The ultra-right-wing bitch and the ultra-liberal bald-headed geek, you know. Maybe she likes to rub his bald spot. I have no idea what it's all about and don't care. Because, quite frankly, he leaves me very limp, too, lately. He was on, oh, Larry King had the best political panel last night. And he had a great political panel. He had uh, Carville, 
and uh, um, Wolf Blitzkrieg, and that pimp John King, who covers the White House for CNN, uh, and that fat Candy Cowley, and then that right-wing uh, Schwarzer Republican. What else is his name? The former Oklahoma congressman. Can't think of his name. And, uh, and who else? And that was it. The best political panel on television. Yeah, his panel. You know, the one thing about all these talking head shows, you know what they all do? Nothing. They have far too many guests. You know, that, that's the deal I come up with. They, they, it takes them, first of all, 50 minutes to introduce uh, who all the people are, and then each one gets to say about 10 words, and then, oh, uh, in the closing, uh, what's your final comment? You know, and that's it. Just stupid. 16 till noon at QM, we got Kimbo Camper at 2. What's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long? How about getting an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System? You can get this fabulous system from Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three long, great generations. As a Carrier factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction. And that guarantee is backed by Carrier. The people who invented air conditioning in the first place have now invented the new Carrier Infinity System. This baby actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself to make sure you're always getting maximum efficiency. And to maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioner, be sure to join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Twice a year, they'll inspect and tune your system. And if you have any problem with your AC, you'll enjoy a priority same-day service and get 10% off on needed repairs as well. All of these things. All of this for just 110 bucks a year. So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity system with Puron or peace of mind with the Comfort Club, either way, make the smart choice the Royce choice. Royce Air and Heat. Call 1-800-377-0075. Turn to the experts. 1-800-377-0075. And be sure and tell them that Troy Stratford told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Votes, what did I tell you? Sell me lids of pot down there in Mexico. CKFW. Moment, please. I see he put uh, Josh is at it again. <clears throat> Mary Madeline, as in Madeline Murray O'Hare. Madeline, not Matt. It's M A T A L I N. My bad. I should have spelled it out for you. It's a very unusual name, and she's a very unusual right wing bitch. And I should have spelled it for you. Well, so I guess Eric will have to come to your rescue. Mary Madeline, not Madeline, as in Madeline uh, Schwartz. God. I think it might be interesting, just like we did with kind of a drag and kind of a fag, like to do a little um, duetsky here. No, no, stop. Can you believe I did that? I believe it. No, I can't believe it. 
<laughs> Sounds really all good all by itself, doesn't it? Like it's mm. uh, in stereo. God, you won't hear that on the O.J. McDuffie show, I'll guarantee you that. On the juice, deuces on the loose. Good God, that, that was special, wasn't it? That was nice. I get juice bumps, uh, goosebumps just hearing that. Anyway, I uh, keep promising to read this Doug Thompson thing. <clears throat> but I want to keep clearing my throat, that's bad, bad form. Although, you notice what a big comeback I made since yesterday, Josh? Yeah, not too bad. You don't think so? And while you're uh, wolfing down the food there, probably from um, Howie's? That's right. Yeah, I knew it. Okay, I can tell by the way, by the sound, the way you're chomping there. Now, you're not eating today, Mr. Sick Man, are you? I'm having toast. Just some toast. Mr. Milk Toast. Not nice. Mm-hmm. We got 1,020 votes already. Boy, we are, we're on fire today, you know? And we haven't taken one call, have we? No, not that I can recall. No, we haven't taken one call. And we're having a ball. Good. Bye, y'all, on the phone. <laughs> That's a raspberry for you. <laughs> and there's another one. Doug Thompson writes, the religious phonies who rule our government, and he happens as usual to be, not always, but he's usually... Absolutely uh, correct, sir. Sadly, homophobia rules the United States Senate, he writes. I suppose I should expect such intolerance in legislative body ruled by the Republican Party, the home of racist bigots and hate. Led by the biggest homophobe of all, President George W. Bush, the GOP continues to represent repression at the highest level. The latest assault comes at the hands of the Senate Judiciary Committee in a session so heated that Democratic member Russ Feingold stalked out as Chairman Arlen Specter chanted, Good riddance. The committee in a private session approved a constitutional ban on gay marriage, just the latest Republican assault on liberty, a measure that mandates that marriage is only legal between a man and a woman. Bush, the homophobe-in-chief, declared the constitutional amendment a major part of his political capital after the 2004 election. His fellow homophobes in the Senate appeared determined to back his bigoted ways. I'm not surprised. I worked with enough Republicans while in Washington to realize the party is overrun by gay bashers, racists, and bigots. What they call family values is nothing more than a call to arms against anyone who doesn't buy into their limited, hate-filled view of life. What they call decent is nothing more than old-fashioned intolerance at its worst. <clears throat> These right-wing fanatics tout the Bible when they think they have found an obscure verse that supports their narrow-minded views and then ignore the overall teachings of religion that promote love and tolerance. Not surprisingly, they treat the Constitution with the same callous disregard. Bush claims to be a Christian, but curses like a sailor, often taking the Lord's name in vain. In fact, G.D. is one of Bush's favorite obscenities. At the very least, this is odd behavior for a so-called Christian. But I don't for a second believe that Bush is a Christian or a religious man. He's an opportunist who uses religion as a political tool, as do far too many of the so-called family-value Republicans who infect Congress like a rampaging cancer. True Christians wouldn't promote the hate and tolerance and bigotry that comes out of Congress. True Christians wouldn't continue to back an illegal invasion of another country, one that has led to the deaths of thousands of American soldiers and many thousands of Iraqi civilians. True Christians wouldn't try to amend the U.S. Constitution to declare love the sole province of heterosexuals. 
True Christianity cannot exist in a Congress ruled by the Republican Party, writes Doug Thompson, who happens to be in this case. Absolutely correct, sir. Yes, there you go. Good well, old we've Republican. We've been saying that for a long time. Uh, <clears throat> yes. How do you like that poll, baby? Way over a thousand votes by by noon, no less. Huh? No more than a thousand by mm-hmm. two. God, this this is scary, you know. And especially, how could anybody be listening? We haven't taken any of those great calls yet today. Oh boy. How could anybody possibly be listening without hearing you know what? Without hearing people fading away on the phone, you know? The old when in doubt, fade them out. I, I just can't even imagine it. But I think uh, we're going to get used to it because I don't. I I just I have no inclination to even look at oh. it, you know. Because uh, so I got the screen, I got the screensaver on all my um, screens, mm-hmm. my monitors, right. And so as a result, I can't really see if anything is ringing on that particular one on the phone one, unless I, unless I move my mouse, diddle the mouse there a little bit, unless I diddle my mouse a little bit, which I just diddled it. I see, yeah, there's three lines ringing, and good, let them ring. Have a good time, man. I'll keep you off the street. Well, look at that. Here's a story about a pudgy pooch with um, uh, strep throat. Strict diet of beer and donuts. It's not illegal, but the results are certainly immoral. How do you like that? Good girl. They put, they put that poor uh, nice collie there on a diet of, of beer and donuts. It's a miracle that she is uh, as healthy as she is. Oh, my. Well, see that? Look at that. Maybe you ought to try that, George. I'm working on it right now. All alo- oh, look how fat she is. Home. Poor baby. Look at that. At they got her in the pool swimming. The rehab center. Usually I can end up oh my the dog God. within a few sessions to start playing games in the pool. Sessa isn't there yet. Girl. Talk about but fat boy. She's dropped seven pounds. Well, thank God. Almost 20 minutes burning calories in the pool. I'm just so proud of her. You know, I just think she's doing just awesome. It's a pudgy pooch. You know something? Wouldn't surprise me because I know that pu- fat people who have kids have fat oh. kids. Speaking uh, of uh, the woman, Dr. Bradley Walk. Yeah, look at that. Oh, look at that poor thing. Man, that, that's bigger than Fat Boy. Well, not almost. Maybe uh, pound for pound. But she looks pretty happy, though, doesn't she? Well, beer and donuts. Well, she just got some, yeah, she's got a little beer and some good exercise in the pool. I wonder if they were Krispy Kremes. And what, what's that pup eating there? What was? Oh, he just, uh, I thought he was eating like uh, marshmallows. At any rate, can we, can we get back to whatever the hell we were just saying, whoever we asked, we were ripping big fat ass? Oh, it's a, it's a Boykin Spaniel. Ever boink a spaniel? I never heard about that. No, not lately. That's bad. I'm not all that big on spaniels, you know. And they're they're okay, I guess. I guess they're, they're okay. pretty smart, huh? Mm-hmm. Kind of ugly dog, isn't it? Uh, I'm not fond of them no. personally. See, but that's bad, you know. Like poodles. I mean, who likes Ugh. poodles? I don't think a poodle's even really a dog. Everybody's always out. touting poodles. Oh, they're so smart. No, they don't shed and this and that. And they're great. And they're the dog of kings. And you know, I could sorry. Not for this kid. I got bit by a poodle. I don't like them, and I think they're no, I don't blame you. Just like that bad experience I had with a kitty cat that one time in my arm. Uh-huh. This is Neil Rogers. I had a kitty litter right in my arm. This is 560. Well, Ryan would litter anyway. This is Head of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, advising you to put duct tape on your radio when I raise the warning color to pink for the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. He was trapped in ice, lived in a glass box, and spent nine days underwater. Now, master illusionist David Blaine faces his greatest challenge ever. Come on, man. I, I got to get in there. Ah. It's David Blaine on the can. Trapped alone in the claustrophobic confines of the downstairs half bath near the laundry room. Dave, I really need to get in there, man. David Blaine on the can. With only a glass of Metamucil, a nearly empty roll of Charmin, and a five-month-old Sports Illustrated. Dave, Dave, come on, dude. I so need 
Blaine to get in there. Don't miss the exciting conclusion of David Blaine on the can when David finally emerges from his fortress of fecal matter. All yours, man. Uh, you know, come to think of it, I don't have to go that bad. See you later. David Blaine on the can. This time around, he's making other people hold their breath. The Big H Golden. All right. Cordell Shannon, man, blew his brains out. What a shame, huh? Why do you do that? I wonder if he took his hat off first. Because you know what his sequel was to a Runaway, to his follow-up hit? Hats off to? Larry. That's right. Hats off to Larry. Probably Bubble 3 at 560 WQM. Still a little scratchy here today. Haven't taken a call in the first two hours, and quite frankly, <clears throat> in spite of all of that. Oh, look at that. Speaking of, uh, of that, one of the most notorious self-hating queens of all time is in the news again. Conservative heavyweight. <laughs> Matt Drudge has all but retracted a story about the Democratic National Committee Chairman Howard Dean after receiving a letter from the DNC's lawyers, Ross Dorick can be saying. And here's a picture of Miss uh, Fudge right there with his head kind of like cocked off to the side like a uh, bird mm -hmm. with that silly-ass hat on his big bald spot. There's another one that all, he, he doesn't make too many TV appearances and for obvious reasons. Saying he uh, took the DNC at their word and declined to mention the fact he had received a letter from a DNC lawyer asking him to take a story that story down, Drudge posted an update to a story claiming that Chairman Dean had intervened in the New Orleans mayoral race. His update noted the DNC had vehemently denied the report. The Drudge report takes Chairman Dean and his spokesman at their word, Drudge wrote. He didn't offer an explicit retraction. He couldn't do that. DNC Communication Director Karen Finney said the move came only after the committee's lawyer had penned a note to Drudge asking him to take that story down. Because of the seriousness of the inaccuracy and the reckless disregard of the facts, I did ask our lawyer to send a note to Drudge asking him to take the story down. Finney told Raw story. <clears throat> she said it was pretty raw. I'm disappointed that Drudge would run such a grossly inaccurate story, especially when it comes to protecting the people's right to vote, she added. The DNC consulted its attorneys yesterday after a story claimed that Dean had intervened in a New Orleans recent mayoral race in which they reelected that bonehead, Ray Nagin, Nogginhead. Sunday evening, the Drudge Report claimed that Dean threw his support behind mayoral candidate and sitting Lieutenant Governor Mitch Landrieu over sitting Mayor Ray Nagin. Finney said the report was absolutely false. Absolutely. Finney was amused to find her quote given only to Ross Story in Drudge's story. She said she hadn't spoken to Miss Drudge. That's you, she told me, referring to Drudge's latest article. Uh -huh. The DNC does not as policy get involved in Democratic primaries, Finney said. We didn't have poll watchers out to make sure people weren't disenfranchised, but it wasn't on behalf of any candidate. It's completely outrageous, she said. Outrageous. Meaning Miss Fudge putting this crap on there. An email to uh, Miss Fudge was not returned, it says. The end of the raw story. Is that surprising to you? No. Probably out shopping for a new hat. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Katrina autopsy. Oh, boy. Speaking of that whole Nolene situation, you see this story? No. Autopsy results obtained by CNN show a mentally disabled man was shot in the back when he was killed by New Orleans police in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. I think I may have gotten the last big uh, glob out of there. Yeah. Uh, probably not. For the ball. Uh, mm. Wouldn't that be nice? Would this contradicts nice? testimony by a police sergeant that the victim had turned toward officers and was reaching into his waistband when he got <laughs> shot. No, I was wrong. I got more coming. Uh -oh. Clearly he was shot from behind, said famed New York pathologist Dr. Michael Baden. 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 Remember he was in the OJ thing? No. Yeah, you do. 
Who, do you remember, uh, what was the Chinese guy, Henry Lee? Remember okay, him? right. And Dr. Michael Bodden, who examined the All body right. for the family's lawyer. A prosecutor said the case will go before a grand jury soon and acknowledged the investigation includes the possibility of police wrongdoing. Oh, that's not possible, is it? Police wrongdoing? I can't believe that. Never heard of such a thing. Ronald Madison, 40, was mentally disabled and lived at home with his mother. He had no criminal record. He was shot when police responded to a report of gunfire on a bridge over the flooded industrial canal on Sunday, September 4, six days after Katrina hit Orleans last year. It was a week of dire flooding, rampant looting, death by drowning. Police were strained, beset by suicides and desertion. Four people were killed in confrontations with police that weekend alone. Madison's older brother, Lance, said he and Ronald were walking across the Danziger Bridge toward another brother's dental office when teenagers ran up behind him and opened fire that Sunday morning. By his account, he and Ronald were running away toward the crest of the bridge when a police team responded to the report of gunshots, arrived in a rental truck, and opened fire on people on the bridge. Police Superintendent Warren Riley told CNN several of the people were shot and two were killed by officers in a running gun battle. Most police shootouts last somewhere between 6 and 12 seconds, and it's all over with. This was a running gun battle that went on several minutes. One teenager, still unidentified, was killed near the base of the bridge. Another was critically wounded. Three other people with, with them were also shot and hospitalized. Well, they shouldn't have been running on that bridge, you know? What do you think? Right. They won't do it again. Because if you go out there and run on the bridge and there's like bad stuff going on, shoot our ass, man. And here's a picture of Ronald Madison who was shot in the back, and he's got his little puppy dog there in his arm. It's pretty, pretty sad. Young guy there with his little puppy, and they shoot his ass in the back. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, whatever he did, he shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't have been born um, a couple of bricks short like that. Speaking of pets, boy, i got a lot of animal stories today, you know. I feel like we're doing an animal farm. Where's George Orwell when we need him? Let's take a look at that poll result first, though. We're certainly going to do over 1,100. God, they're going to write this up. This will be on the front page of the Sun Tatler, you know? <laughs> yeah. Remember the Hollywood Sun Tatler? No. You don't? It's a newspaper. I remember the Miami News. Well, it was a newspaper. And the Miami News, that was a newspaper. wonder how hard Kleinberg's doing. He was the editor of the Miami News. wonder if he still goes to the Panther games. You think? And, and that, that was some line that Hank came up with this morning. He's a little bit militant. You know, I, I understand what he's saying. There's very little interest in hockey in South Florida. But to suggest that there's nobody... Nobody who's following the Stanley Cup playoffs in South Florida is just a wee bit over the top, you know. And, again, it goes back to that kind of like uh, narrow thing. you know. Oh, everybody's following the uh, shack in the heat, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe a lot of people are. I don't doubt that because it's a front-running phony bandwagon town, you know. But this baloney that everybody and their brother is, uh, hey, George don't care about the heat. No, it's just us two, man. Everybody else, they're just going to eat. He's full of crap, okay. I'm going to tell him that tomorrow morning on our crossover. Humper, you're full of crap. Go down by Massimo Duke. Murphy. A capacity crowd here in Raleigh, North Carolina, again for game number two. Hoping for a better result and a split. In well, they got a better result. They won four to a, four to three. Where did the third goal come from? I don't think that's right. Four to three. Did I fall asleep right before the Sabers must have scored a late goal? The Sabers have won five straight games. Again, guess who scored two goals for Carolina last night? By the way, I just mentioned this in passing. I give up. I mean, you give up. You're the hockey expert. In fact, you mean to say you weren't following these things? No, I wasn't. Well, let me give you like a uh, clue here, if I can find it in the damn thing. Ray Whitney. See, you got it before I even play the audio clue. How'd you know that? Somebody told you. No. You knew that? I am Ray Whitney. I, I, I know which drops you have in the machine is all. Good luck the rest of the year. Good luck the rest of the year. And I just guessed the first one that uh, came to mind. Well, there you go. That's why. That's your, my, You think if it would have been anybody else, I would have suggested you might guess it? No. Four to three? I, I, I must have dozed off or something. Or maybe well, I, it was either no, that or I, Pavel Burry. No, I guess I turned over to, yeah, that's right. I, again, Pavel ain't playing no more. He's retired. He's coaching. 
Uh, Illuminating yeah. Angels and Demons was on at 10, so I guess maybe I turned away, and uh, I don't I don't recall. Uh, i, I got to look that up. I mean, they certainly wouldn't make a mistake on there, but could I possibly be wrong about a hockey score? That would be a first. Well, it's possible. It? Huh? You've been sick, oh, you know. Let me look at it. All right. One moment, please. I'll look in the Herald, okay, because the Sun Sentinel website's all screwed up, and it's still taking long it. while you look it up. Let's see. Sports. And somebody must care, because I bet you there's a story about it here. Oh, there's the NBA thing. Like I said, nobody cares. Hurricanes four, Sabers three. I got to see what time they scored the third goal, because it was four to two, and I must have turned over to the uh, fan. Huh? And this this don't even have the box score of the game. It, it has nothing. Uh, where, where's where's the where's the who wrote this crap, huh? Keith Parsons of the AP. Well, I hope somebody uh, pees in your house. Teppo Newman didn't play. That, that's the reason Buffalo got the Teppo Newman. Well, I, I don't know. Okay, that's enough of that. I don't know when they scored the third goal. Maybe somebody will call in, and of course we're not taking the calls, but that's okay. Think we ought to take a few calls today? Oh, it's all right by me. You know what my response would be? No. Nope. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't wanna. I'm sick of them. I mean, well, you know, I, the point you made is very accurate. When you start taking some right now, you know exactly who it's going to be and what they're going to say. WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. They scored with uh, about 2.7 seconds left in the game. Oh, you saw. Now wait a minute. Hank says nobody in South Florida cares about the uh, hockey games. Well, Hank's full of doo-doo. Amen. Well said. Thanks, Pally. Love you. Wow. Thanks. See, there's the oh. answer to the question. What? Nothing. Well, no, amazing. See, there are those times when it's worth getting a call when we need some information and none of us has the And I don't want to sit here and waste, you know, a lot of valuable airtime. Right. Poxking around. I could go to the, you know. That's like the way it should work. Right. Well, that's exactly right. And it doesn't, but maybe maybe we can retwain the audience, you think? <laughs> we can retwain the audience. And they call Tucker like that. Oh, if you got a right, good hit, man. full of doo-doo, okay? He's, one, he's two-dimensional, man. So all he knows now is horse racing, and, and nobody gives a flying crap about horse racing. And the only people who care about a bunch of front-running phonies. He, he admitted that it's never going to change. All those plastic a-holes there <clears throat> that are walking around with a big drink in their hand and not even watching the game. That's why, like, especially during the regular season, you watch a heat game, it looks like there's about 1,000 people there in the stands. Because all, all the rest of them, however many showed up, even if it's a sellout, they're wandering around schmoozing and losing and boozing and cruising, you know. Bunch of plastic phonies. The heat, my ass. How do you like that? I'm trying not to picture that. Well, no, first of all, we don't, we don't carry the heat on this station. Okay, WYOD has the heat games. We're not your heat station. I understand we don't carry the Dolphins anymore either, but, you know, the Dolphins are far and away number one in the market for sports. So obviously we can't forget about them. But all of this sudden newfound obsession with white hot or heat. First of all, they ain't got no white players on the heat. Do they have any, Josh? Do they have any white players? Sure. Yes. Let me say it again. Do they have any white players on the Miami Heat? I just said yes. How many? Uh, Two. (laughs) Well, that's white hot. Yeah. 12-14 12-14 at QM. If you love boating, that's a given in South Florida because it's a boating kind of a place, man. Just ask both of us. If you ever thought about buying a boat, stop in to do something smarter by calling Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Do it right now. Why do you want to pay the expenses of owning a boat and go through all the grief and, man, it's a real uh, simus when you rent one hassle-free? Join a club at Club Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy it is. There are no docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, and no hurricane preparation. Hurricane season, by the way, starts officially next week. Keep that in mind. With a boat from Club Nautical, it's totally stress-free and really affordable, too. So call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. 
No having to worry about getting the boat ready because Club Nautical does it for you. You show up, it's all set for you to go. No cleaning up either when you're done. At Club Nautical, you just hop on your boat and go when you're done having a fantastic time. Pull into the dock, get off, and leave. Just walk away. It's that easy. Call Club Nautical today, 1-800-BOAT-RENT, from unlimited boating to pay as you go, from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between. It's Club All of these things. Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautical tailor a plan to fit what you need and your budget, too. Get on the water today, the smart, the hassle-free, the inexpensive way, by calling Club Nautico. They're the experts at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Cheese. Time once again for Dan Quayle's Family Values Theater, illustrating how to be traditional, even in the 90s. Wasn't that dinner great, kids? Yeah. Mom, those were the best hamburgers you ever bought. Better than the pizza you had delivered last night. Well, what are you kids up to tonight? Drugs? No, Dad. I've got my bulimic group and tomorrow night's lesbian scout. Uh-huh. Son, you need help with that scale model serial killer you're building? Some other time, Dad. Cindy and I are going shopping for condoms. Oh, sounds like you're getting serious about that girl. Oh, Dad. Well, I think your mother and I will relax and watch some porno movies. Gee, you two are the best parents a kid could ever have. Thanks, Dad. Oh, that's quite all right, dear. Thanks, Mom. That's quite all right, dear. Join us again next time for Family Values Theater, where life is a figment of the vice president's imagination. No Geldy today. We got Kim Camper too. He's bringing in that big moo cow from University Dodge. <clears throat> Speaking of animals, that was really great the way I punched that up. We had like a real call, and you're telling me don't take any of those calls. Is that right. what he said, Josh? Something like that. Mary Madeline, by the way. Thanks, Eric. Got the spelling right from Mag- Ma- Mary Magdalene. See, I think Josh got all whipped up because he said no, that. No, you just pronounced ass. it wrong. Mary <laughs> Madeline. 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 Okay. Because of because uh, you've seen that stupid Da Vinci Code movie. Josh says don't go see it. It's a waste of money. It sucks. In fact, Saturday morning at ten. And you know we haven't had one call. Look at all the calls we took. We haven't had one call about that thing on A and E last night. Huh? Not even a fax right. about illuminating angels and demons. I thought it was a pretty damn interesting show. And even even Josh agreed, who's very hard to please on these things. But That's even right. he agreed it was well worth the time. Hard ass. Yeah, exactly. Was very very good and very informative and very interesting and just ripped the Catholic Church in ass and gave you some real good history about what a bunch of hocus pocus this crap all is and how they stole symbols and stories and bubble mices and fairy tales from the Egyptians mm-hmm. who, who in turn stole it from uh, others before them right the Babylonians did they steal from the Babylon people well the, Egypt was one of the original three so yeah anybody who uh, questioned that was uh, burnt thank you pardon. I said anybody who questioned the Catholic Church. Yeah, got a little burn, yeah. They, they introduced him to God, George Burns. A television shot of a little boy losing his dog during rescue operations after Hurricane Katrina was the catalyst for a house passage yesterday of legislation to require pets to be considered in future emergency preparedness. That was so callous and so cruel the way they went yes, up the... Yes, it was. And that was all part of Ray Nagin's being a jackass. That's why I got reelected Saturday. What have I always told you about New Orleans? It's a cesspool. It's a dump. It's, it's a piece of crap, and they deserve an idiot like Ray Nagin. They deserve to have him, because he's a simpleton. 
The dog was taken away from this little boy, and to watch his face was a singularly revealing and tragic experience, said Representative Tom Lantos of California, sponsor of the Pet Evacuation and Transportation Standards Act. Wow. The legislation was born at that moment, he said. Seeing a picture of some poor little kid getting separated from his puppy dog. Shame on them. Shame on you, Ray Nagin, you jackass. You chocolate jackass. The bill which passed 349 to 24. Well, of course, see, when you got a, a bill on puppy dogs, how many people are going to vote against it? Huh? Right. 24. Requires that state and local preparedness offices take into a, uh, account pet owners, household pets, and service animals when drawing up evacuation plans. Offices that fail to do so would not qualify for grants from FEMA. Oh, God. <coughs> and you know something? This business about Ray Nagin being in there again and talking a big game about, well, next time he's going to be, yeah, right. There will be a next time. Maybe not this year, maybe not next, but there will be a, a next time when New Orleans gets hit by the big one again. A life-threatening situation. And you know what? What? They still won't be ready. Representative Christopher Shays with Lantosa, co-chair of the Congressional Friends of Animals Caucus, said estimates are that some 600,000 animals either died or were left without shelter as a result of Katrina. 600,000 animals either died or were left without shelter. Zowie. 600,000. He added that the lack of pet rescue plans also put many pet owners in danger. When asked to choose between abandoning their pets or their personal safety, many pet owners choose, chose to risk their lives, he said. The Humane Society of the U.S. cited a recent Zogby poll that found 49% of adults say they would refuse to evacuate if they couldn't take their pets with them. Passage of the bill, said Humane Society President Wayne Pachel, would ensure that Americans will never again be forced to leave their best friends behind to face imminent danger and knuckleheads like Ray Nogginhead and like that uh, downtown Bobby Brown, whatever his name is. In the Senate, Senators Ted Stevens and Frank Lautenberg have introduced similar legislation, which would also give FEMA director authority to grant funds to state and local agencies for animal preparedness projects, including the building of emergency shelters. 600,000 animals either died or were left without shelter because of Katrina. 600,000. I keep saying that again and again. <clears throat> and probably a lot of those animals were uh, much, much greater creatures than some of them people in New Orleans. <clears throat> oh, God. I told you that was the last one before. Well, I lied. Just cannot get rid of the, you know. You, you, you think it's all over with, but it's not. I know. Right there well, are you having that, too, as part of your ongoing... It comes and goes, but, you know, when you have your bouts, really? it's, that's what it's all about. Uh, is it really? <laughs> huh. 1,100 and uh, look, at, look at that. 1087. So we'll have 1,100 in, in a shake of a lamb's tail, speaking of dead animals. I'm, I'm t now, if they were pit bulls, I'd say, okay, good, good riddance, you know? Just like Arlen Spector <laughs> said when. What? Wouldn't you say that, good riddance? Screw you. I, oh, that's right. I forgot you had a pit bull. Well, and, and maybe one day you'll, two things will happen. You work in a real radio station and you'll get a real dog. I've had real dogs, and I have one today. Okay, if you like pit bulls, if, if that makes you feel like, you know... Well, you're, you're someone who stereotypes, uh, who, who thinks every pit bull is, is a fighting dog. That is correct. Well, my pit no, bull... No, not just a fighting dog, a dangerous uh, animal that, that's been bred over the decades, over the centuries, been bred to uh, grab onto stuff and uh, bite and chew and kill. Arr. By people. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't breed my dog to... To fight and bite onto things and not like Well, her. I'm not assuming you're breeding your dog now. You know, we don't want to get too personal, but um, you know, only, I'm talking about... Only pets it huh? heavily. It's all in the owner, man. You should there know you that. Go. You've had dogs. Now, that's a good point. Good owners have good dogs. Look at my two dogs. They were great. Well, I mean, they were okay. Well, the Golden Retriever was great. The other one was... You know. <laughs> Look, don't be knocking Tiny dog. now. That no, guy's no, going to no, call me the pit. Oh, poor little Tiny. You know, that, that, there, there's yeah, another yeah. one. There's another one for your list of idiots. <laughs> oh... Yeah. Oh, let's start making a list and checking it twice, you know. 
bunch of retards in South Florida. Oh, no, the guy yesterday, and, and he wasn't a retardo. He's just an, an idiot. Don't I miss the food down there? You know, like, Is there any food up there? No, there's no food here. There's no food. There's no air. There's no food. There's no gas. There's no ass. There, there's no nothing, man. Those things only exist in South Florida within about five-block radius of where you live. Speaking of that, being outdoors a lot in South Florida, not going too far from home, you understand. You really need to, go to have good, comfortable shoes. So the only place to take your feet is Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. It's a treat for your feet at Brandy Shoes. Brandy's carries major brands like Florsheim, Echo Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, and all the other big-name brands in all sizes for men and women. And they even carry wide widths and hard-to-find sizes for people out there with funky feet. And if you have funky feet, by the way, George wants to see them. That's his speciality. He's right. obsessed with strange feet. Right. Like that guy from uh, Whammy. What was his name? He had very bizarre feet. Which you, i never even seen him. How was did you miss him? They're big. Joe? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not him. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. When you see the selection, the value, and the price, you'll say, hey, Neil's right. Brandy's is the best when it comes to shoes. And Brandy's, unlike those department stores, has got such a fantastic selection. Whatever style you pick out, you know dang well they're going to have it in your size, right on the shelf, ready to slap on your feet, because the only thing they do at Brandy's is sell shoes. No vacuum cleaners, no pop-up toasters, no carpeting, only shoes. So you never have to worry about size, selection, service, or price when you do the smart shoe shopping at Brandy's. You'll find Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Papado Beach, right between Atlantic and Copans on the east side. You can't miss it. Brandy's open every day, Monday through Saturday till 9, and every Sunday till 5. And this week is a stupendous time to buy Sperry Topsiders at Brandy's. Take 10 to 20 bucks off all great men's and women's styles. So be sure to get your butt into Brandy's this week, or sit right where you are and go online and do your shoe shopping right there on their website at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. Yes. This is 560 QAM. It's down in Miami town. Absolutely. At 560 WQAM. Agent Ethan Hunt. It's me, it's me. Your mission. If you choose to accept it, involves yeah, my mission. Yeah, yeah, my mission. It involves. My mission. It involves. I accept. I do. I accept. I accept. You might ever finish what the hell I'm supposed to tell you. I was on Oprah. <laughs> this man is mission. If he chooses to accept it, is to. My mission. Impossible for you. Is to. Is to. It's great. My mission. My mission. <laughs> Is to <laughs> Tom Cruise stars as Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible 3. Not another Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> Coming soon to theaters, hopefully going away sooner. Wonderful WQAM. Hey, listen, if this was number five on a hit parade, would that make it Bruce Chanel number five? Oh, that's bad. What do you think? Oh, and the British in that poll I told you about before, the British said uh, that even though the French invented Chanel Number no. 5, they don't use it and they stink like hell. And they're right. But then again, the Brits have got much worse teeth and they stink like hell, too, and they're a bunch of drunks and loud and obnoxious. 
and silly. One thing, you know, one thing about the French, they're obnoxious and disgusting, but they're not silly. But the Brits are very silly. And that's that royalty thing, you know. I mean, the, the French got rid of the royal. When did the French last have a king or a queen? A long time ago, right? Right, ever since they cut all their heads off. Right. And rightly so. But the Brits, man, they cannot get rid of this royalty thing. They just can't uh, cut the cord. Very sad. Oh, speaking of uh, phone calls, a lawyer, a lawsuit filed yesterday on behalf of author Studs Turkle and others seeks to stop AT&T from giving customer phone records to the NSA without a court order. You go, Studs. He ain't no stud, but he's, uh, what is he, about 100 now? At least. The plaintiffs, who also include a doctor and a state lawmaker, said, Ugh! That's in Illinois. Really? Said they rely on co- <laughs> yeah really they rely on confidentiality in their work and they're worried their clients will be less likely to phone them if they think the government collects lists of the numbers they're calling. USA Today reported on May 11th that AT&T and other phone companies complied with the NSA request for the phone records of millions of ordinary Americans after 9/11. And even though there are these lawsuits by um, AT&T and who's the other one that's suing it? Oh, Bell South. Right. USA Today uh, sticks by their story. The six plaintiffs, whose legal team includes lawyers from the ACLU, claims the telephone giant violated the Federal Electronic Communications Privacy Act, which prevents phone companies from releasing records to the government unless there's an emergency. Uh. The lawsuit filed in federal district court seeks to include an Ill- all Illinois AT&T customers as plaintiffs in a class action. The plaintiffs aren't seeking monetary damages. They just want to sue their ass mm-hmm. and cut the crap. Having been blacklisted from working in television during the McCarthy era, I know the harm of government using private corporations to intrude into the lives of innocent Americans, Turkle said in a statement. When government uses the telephone companies to create massive databases of all our phone calls, it's gone too far. Harvey Grossman of the ACLU of Illinois said the NSA program could interfere with the ability of lawyers to deal with their clients and doctors to communicate with their patients. The action follows similar lawsuits filed in other U.S. states. Good. Sue their freaking ass, okay? Cut the crap. Yeah, sue them hard. Oh, there's Vicente Fox who said... We know that we have to do the part of our responsibility that has... What a beaner, man. Jesus. God. Speak in English, you silly person, you. Isn't he pathetic? Yeah, and evil. And evil. Another evildoer, man. And then he's the reason... Oh, you missed the story we had yesterday. Ten percent of Mexico's population. You know where they live? Here? Yes. Ten percent of the entire mm-hmm. population of Mexico. Wait till Lou Dobbs finds out about that. He's going to come. That big head of his is going to come popping right through your TV screen. Oh, I hope he does something about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll do something about it, all right. He'll be hyperventilating even more than usual. Now, are you starting to finally catch on to him that that's all he... I You're mean, the one that told me to start watching it. I did not. You did. I never would have heard of him except from you. I didn't tell you to start watching I said he was one guy that was speaking out against all this crap. I right, say, well, know, so... And, and, and I, also, I also told you that he had this sudden change of heart, like somebody hit him with uh, a magic wand. Take your word for it, there. but for the time being, he's the only one harping about all these things. But up until that point, things. he was... All, no, he is not... Who, who else is talking about Keith, El Presidente and what, all the evil? Keith Olbermann, man. Okay, Rips him uh, in the ass every night watching MSNBC. Why eight aren't you watching that? Because I keep forgetting. 8 o'clock, is that what you said? 8 o'clock, 8 to 9. And if you miss it, then 9 to 10 in the morning, right after Imus. Well, I should watch that in the morning, then. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That I popped right it up here. this morning, and you walked out to go take a leak. I was trying to get you to listen when he was doing the... He has right. these different segments he does, these different features he does every day. The, the worst person in the world, he does that every day. And again, for about the umpteenth time, he picked Bill Riley again, which is great because he just rips him in ass. Oh, and he also had Miss Fudge on there, too, as the second worst. He said it's the first time he made our list, but uh, for, first time Lister, oftentimes schmuck for Miss Drudge. Ripped her in ass. You, you need to watch Keith Olbermann. He's the great white hope, man. He's the it. only I'll one. Start. The only one. And yeah, his show is a little corny. He does a lot of shtickloch, you know. But nevertheless, he's great. I'll take it. 
There you go. Well, that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for Lou Dobbs, I mean, if you want to hear about illegal aliens and outsourcing of jobs the rest of your life, by all means, you got the right guy. If he's on there until he's 400 years old, he's going to be hawking the same crap. That's all, that's all he knows. And the most bizarre part of it is, until he got religion that one day a few months ago, he was just another apologist. Every time another poll would come out, oh, well, uh, looks like the comeback, uh, the Bush comeback. And he's just another uh, phony baloney. Because they finally got everybody whipped up about these illegal aliens that are pouring in across the border like uh, fruit flies. And so that, that's, that's his area of expertise, man. That's what he's been screaming about. So now, now, he, now the time is ripe and he's uh, latching onto it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in such a, and now he's carrying on. Now he's jumping on the bandwagon about the, and he's not happy that we don't have the national language English. What, what are they calling it? It's the, uh, well, they have some other name for it because they don't want to piss off the Mexicans. I don't know. Official so he's, he's jumped on that bandwagon too. He is a, a virulent, bigoted, uh, xenophobic, wild man is what he is. All right. And yeah, so he's, he, not that I don't agree with some of the things he says. But it's just that he's so rabid about He is to this issue what well, William Donahue is to anything to do with the Catholic oh, Church. Oh, boy. Yeah, yes. He is that rabid, man. He's got rabbi. That's a shot. Well, that, that's it. I think that's a fabulous analogy. Like that illiterate jock, that called, a jock sniffer that called Hank yesterday morning. Oh, can I make an analogy about the heat? Uh, what he meant was analysis. He wanted to analyze it. <laughs> an analogy. You know, don't use words that you don't understand what they are, okay? That's my best suggestion to you jokers out there that call radio talk shows. He should have made an analgesic. He was making one in a, in a um, tube. 20 till 1 at 560. I, what, what am I going to do about this uh, phlegm, man? I mean, it's coming along. Every day it's a little bit better, but it's oh, extremely just, annoying. Just keep it up. It's not annoying the rest of the day when I'm not on the air, but, <laughs> you know. And then, of course, once it's gone, the audience will miss it, you know, because by now they should be used to it, especially after yesterday. Not too bad today, but yesterday was like constant crocking and crocking, you know, like that death rattle here from old people, like at the casino. <laughs> you know, like that. Old Jews are big. You want to know why old Jews do that a lot? I give up. Too much deli. Too much milchik, man. Not enough fleshik. Too much milchik. Yeah, just, just wait till Gary Sarner starts doing it. Not next enough time and, Next time you and Gary start uh, have another seminar together. By the way, how's he coming with that spot that was coming on here? Remember that? I don't want to say what it was. Remember that? I don't even remember what it was. Oh, it was a, a restaurant. minute now, I'm sure. It was a restaurant. You yeah. still don't remember? No. Very good one. Yeah, no. I'm not going to remember. Oh, well, it never happened anyway. We hear a lot of stuff from the sales department. And then, when you were gone last Thursday, and Josh will tell you again during the break about how agonizing that whole thing was with Chris Jones, your new sales mangler, and he, he, he muscles me. He denies, On the one hand, he denies he's muscling me, and on the other hand, that's exactly what he was doing, into doing an account that I absolutely didn't want any part of. I don't see anything about that. Do you, Josh? You see it on the log? Nope. He, you know, he, he's perfect for Todd Reck, this Chris Jones, because... He'll argue with you even after you, fi you finally break down and agree to do it. And he keeps arguing. Now, you've seen Todd Dreck do that a zillion times, you know? Right. You finally give up and say, okay, I'll do it. And he, well, but they're going to you know, just go away already, you know? I finally said, yes, go away already. Christ. 1242 at 560 WQM. By the way, we're going out of business this month, and we only got nine days left in the month. So be, be sure and listen a lot. Because if you're listening right at just the exact moment when we shut the transmitter off, you could win a big prize. If you have a business and you need to get customers away from the competition, here's the perfect business partner for you. Pubset Printing and Design. Pubset can design and print everything you need in your arsenal. Just look at the display booth they made about me. It's right there on our website at the bottom of the page. You'll just pee in your pants laughing. Or see even more of their phenomenal work at PubsetSF.com on their website. 
PubSec can print everything from business cards to banners, posters to their specialty trade show booths and displays. PubSec designed and printing the very best for over 14 years, and they can handle it all in-house. Call 954-772-7275 and tell them the Duffmeister told you to call. 954-772-7275. Better yet, see for yourself at PubSetSF.com. Look your best and get those new customers. It's your business, and it's PubSet's business to make you look great, and they do a great job of doing it. So call 954-772-7275 or go online, PubSetSF.com. Be sure and look for my big, fat, ugly-ass picture on their building on Dixie Highway, just north of Commercial, with those big, old, thick Coke bottle glasses on there. Again, it's a real hoot. Choose the very best PubSet printing and design. Call 954 954- 772-7275. This is Neil Rogers. Yeah. This is 560 QAM. Sports Radio is what the Q4 and QAM. Our guest is Donald Trump. I love Trump. I think he's tremendous. I think he's a great visionary, and what he's done is amazing. You never stopped, do you? Huh? Chicago for Donald Trump. Hello. Mr. Trump, did you get everything you have by selling your soul to the devil? Yes, I did. That's right, you did. And I'll see you soon, Luke. That's your soul. <laughs> wow. West Bloomfield, Michigan. Hello. Donald, I read that you had your comb over in short. Yes, that's true. Wasn't it for like $50 million? It's actually more than that. Oh, well, how much is it in short for? $500 million. Wow. Yeah. Houston, that's a great story. Houston, Texas. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Mr. Trump, do you wash your hands before you leave the restroom? No. Wait a minute. I know you're shocked to hear that. Yeah. Not even after you wipe? No. Why? I don't, I don't feel I need to do that, you know. Donald Trump. The fact is that uh, I'm terrific and outstanding in every single way. CKFW. All right. Well, I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and in every port I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. Oh, I'm a pretty senorita. Do you think there's anybody alive who doesn't like Rick Nelson? I mean, granted, he's been dead now a few years. But is there I don't anybody know, around? No, you know what I'm saying. I'm doesn't come up a lot in conversation lately. I'm not talking about his music necessarily, but he's just not one of those people you'd say, oh, gee, I hated him. You know what I mean? Like Elvis. Oh, hated him. See? There you go. <clears throat> but Rick Nelson was like more benign, you know, harmless. Until he started getting militant there toward the end when they booed him. How, how can you boo somebody at a concert because he's not singing the songs that you want to hear? And, and that, uh, that happens so, all the time. So rude, man. That is so obnoxious. Rude to be booed. Rude to be booed. God. Unless you're singing Hey Jude. And, you know, interestingly enough, you're probably wondering, well, maybe you're not. Some of the stuff I went out and bought for my iPod, now that I'm loading it, that baby up. I got an idea. What do you mean by that? Well, well I just do the show with the ears. I know kind of music you like more or less. Oh. I got ELO. No, I already had ELO. Really? Put that in there. No, see, that I did not know. What? I did not know that you liked ELO. Get out of here. I played ELO on here a million times. What is wrong with you, mister? You need some serious assistance. Well, I'm on drugs. Yeah, he's all drugged up. God. You passing out all drugged up. How many times have I played? I, I bet you if, if once at least I played ELO, I'll get it out in here in a second. And the uh, disc, too. But I didn't get any no Beatles, you know? 
Really? Although I probably have plenty of... Well, first of all, like you were saying well, before... I can send you I, the collection. I have so many uh, CDs sitting there down there on the wall, or, or the ones that are left. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are still there. How many would you say are there? Maybe a couple hundred? Okay. Maybe. Quite a few, aren't there? Well, at least there were. Yeah, once there are. Time. Well, I probably yeah. cherry-picked all the good A couple so hundred back at IOD. There's like maybe a hundred or like 50 here. No, but there was a couple of hundred back at... 50 is left? I don't, I don't know. I have to count them. Jesus, God. Well, I'll have to take your word on it because I'm never going to see that thing again. Dennis Rodman, the worm, says John in Columbia, South Carolina, who just can't stop. Got Dennis Rodman for the poll. I bet you Josh knows how to spell that. You're right. W-O-R-M. Right. What is that you're playing? Yellow. Yellow. Just to give you some time. Give me some time for what? To get the proper collection on. I've only oh. got like five tracks here. Well, how come they got such crap on there? Now, can I play a little of my favorite ELO song? Please do. Oh. They're all good. I like them all. Stuff. They're all good. You're right. How come I don't hear anything? Oh, here we go. It's got that funky start. Yes, it does. Telephone line. It starts mighty low. Hola. How are you? Okay. Have you been all right? Yes. Okay. Are you still the same? Don't you realize the things we did, we did? Grow for real, got a dream. I just can't believe it all faded out of This could be the greatest song that was ever recorded next to Angel by um, Aerosmith. I got Aerosmith on it. Richie Freeman. You know, they never bumped you out of first class either. I beg your pardon? ELO never bumped you out of first class, so you can, you know, play them guilt free. Got no one Nirvana on there. But all apologies to Kurt. Hey, Kurt! You know, that movie is all over the cable at them uh, last days, and it just. Oh, my God. And, and, and with my luck, every time I uh, find it there on the cable when I'm channel surfing, he's he's got the uh, black slip on, you know, the yeah, lady slip? Yeah, yeah. That's an inspirational and, and movie. Real fast, I give him the slip. Oh God! You know, if you ever thought, if you ever wondered if you could be a movie director, hey, anyone can apparently. Uh, I guess you got a camera and uh, you know That's the right time. People. Yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> Look at the votes on that poll, man. Eleven hundred and thirty-eight. We're going to do twelve hundred today. 
And then, oh, look, there's a firm on the inside, Aladar on the outside. Come on to the wire. Capture their triple crown, winning the Kentucky Derby. Who the hell was that? That wasn't Chick Anderson. I guess it was. I don't know. I don't think that was. <clears throat> In fact, Dave Johnson, well, yeah, that's right. You were there when Dave called Friday. Yes. Because he pointed out that he never got to call the um, Belmont in 78th year that affirmed won the Triple Crown. That's the last Triple Crown winner, by the way. And there's Barbara again, and there's all them pins in his foot. God, just pins all over the place. I wonder if those pins are like the ones in my tooth. I told you the dentist put those three pins in there. No. Yeah, I did. 1138 votes, yeah, because I chipped uh, the uh, tooth. Other than George W. Bush, what person most makes you want to puke when you see them on TV? It makes you just want to hurl <laughs> all over the place. Big, gigantic, nasty chunks. Boy, look at that white horse there. Are you on CNN? No. no. Nice, nice animals, but incredibly dumb. Just Bill O'Reilly, 259. Pat Robertson, 249. Jesse Jackson, 182. Puke-inducing, man. With or without the love child. I wonder how the love child's doing. Sean Hannity, 130. Ricky Ticky Sanchez, 82. Donald Rumsfeld came from nowhere. He was a late edition, and he's moving up 44. He'll probably be on late edition with Wolf Blitzkrieg. Rosie O'Donnell, 40. Bono, 24. Star Jones, 23. Mary Cheney, self-hating bulldike, 23. Tucker Carlson with a bow tie. Silly Prissy Idiot, 22. Nancy Grace, friend. Nancy Grace. She ought to be doing a lot better. She's got 18. Paul Abdul, 17. Chris Matthews, 10, who talks out of both corners of his mouth at the same time. William Donahue of the Catholic League, 6. If you look up Farbison in the dictionary, his picture is there. Farbison. Billy Mays, 4. Not Willie Mays, Billy Mays from OxyClean. I still can't find that bit. Ron Reagan Jr., the ballet dancer. Hey, Ronnie! You fairy! He's got four. Mary Madeline's got one. And Denise Rodman just went on there. <clears throat> now, you think we can play the Dennis Rodman bit? I'm not, I don't remember. I haven't played it in so I guess so. It just says balls. Oh, we can sure play. Oh, we can't say balls if Donna Shalala's listening. Sorry, Donna. Boy, so so many prissy, uptight, phony people in South Florida. That's another reason to be the hell out of there. Too many uptight, phony balonies. I guarantee you she's got a heavy-duty pair. Probably weigh about 18 pounds. 1257 at 560 WQM. Kimbo Camper at 2, the Mad Dog at 4. Then your Marlins, man, who are looking to build on that one-game winning streak. They smoked the Cubs last night. They smoked the man. What was it, 9-1? Yes. Gosh. Yes. You sure now? I'm positive. A little hesitation there from Mr. Marlin. It's nine nothing for a while, but for most of the game it was nine nothing, and then they uh, spoiled a shutout. Right. For a guy who was busy defending Dave Van Boring all day yesterday, you sure as hell all of a sudden hopped off that Marlin bandwagon real fast, like he was shot out of a cannon. Hey, if you think you have termites in your home, you better call Ridded Pest Control today and get you a free termite inspection right now, while the termite season is still just getting underway. Before they eat your each out of house and home literally. Ridded Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites, and the regs are 100% on contact. They're gone faster than you can say. Todd Reck is a shameless, listless idiot. If you have termites, this is the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house and make the whole neighborhood like, like Barnum and Bailey just came to town. No worrying about poisonous gas. No moving out or staying in hotels and motels. No worrying about food or pets and your health. Because the folks at Ridded Pest Control treat your home with this amazing orange oil, and you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is a clean set of oranges for a few days. And those termites, man, deader than a doornail. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Ridded Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tenning, no BS, no kidding. Call right now for a free no-obligation inspection. They'll come and take a peek. 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. And when you call Ridded, be sure and tell them the unctuous Todd Dreck told you to call. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. 
I am Boris Badenov. Since Fearless Leader has won, Natasha and I no longer have to look for a moose and squirrel. Instead, we listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance one to two hour. <laughs> We're so sorry, Dennis Rodman. Absolutely. We don't stock and all the teddies in juice and green. We're so sorry, Dennis Rodman. But the panties come with snappies to secure your little thing. Jackson notified me. He said you're very pretty, but you're dressing too petite. He asked if you would mind wearing something underneath, cause you're way too tall. Way too tall. Every time he jumps, you can see his basketball. Hey, you look retarded, retarded. It must need the medication. It must be. Anybody that likes yellow can't be all bad. I see. Even though I do have such terrible taste in music. Well, you know, no, I couldn't find in my uh, local record. Of course, there's eight zillion record stores here. We have good right. ones, too. Uh, Fats Domino. Really? i got to find that. Get me in my iPod. All right. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like the next time when I go to Berlin this summer, you get that iPod. And, of course, iPod is one of those things that they're not going to tell you. Like your BlackBerry, you got to shut that off. You know, all your computer stuff on the plane. Right. But the iPod don't do that. You know, it's all right in there. You know, like... <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> 
I'm no, thinking that, that that trip will feel like it takes about 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Okay, rubbing it. Well, I saw him. Uh, they had a clip on him on the news a couple weeks ago in the aftermath of uh, Katrina. That's a four-wind did we right. go through this? Like Did, am, am I uh, hallucinating, or did we go through this with Roy Brown and let the four winds blow? Maybe. Yeah, we did that. Didn't we do that, Josh? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, we did it. Trust me, we did it. And I said Roy Brown, and you were just shocked, and I looked it up in the book. I, it was Roy Brown on that. I also want Imperial. You know, it's very unusual when two different artists record a song on the same record label. Right. And Fats Domino. I mean, a very small piece of trivia, but Alex Trebek might ask you one day on that crappy <laughs> show. And by the way, Josh hates that show, too. Um... The, the oh, answer is, Let the Four Winds Blow, Fats Domino, and Roy Brown on Imperial Records. I mean, how do you unusual. like that show if you don't know any of the uh, answers? No, it's got nothing to do with I, I don't watch long enough to right. know whether I got the, the answers right. or not. That's How's that? That's, that's a good excuse. I realize that I know nothing about what's happening in the world, so how the hell would I know? I don't watch do it long enough. I just don't like the whole... The questions are about all kinds whole, of things. I beg your pardon? The questions are about all kinds of things. <clears throat> Crap, yeah. Let's do a uh, Commodore for 400, okay? Well, well, Josh let's see. doesn't like any game shows, so what does that say? Yeah. Who doesn't? Josh. He likes a squeal of fortune. I doubt that seriously. Uh, the you know Price what? is Right was okay. Well, so what's uh, wrong with that? When I was a kid. When he was a kid. Bob I, Barker, I liked it when I was a kid, back, too. That's what, back when Bob Barker was like only 75. Right. <laughs> as opposed to 95, which he is now. You know, the day that I was, uh, the two days I was out sick last week, I got the, uh, for the first time in a long time, got to see uh, old Bob Barker on there. Uh-huh. He's old. He's ancient. In fact, one day, which it very seldom happens, usually it's a bunch of old, silly people on there that win and get up on stage. There was two mm-hmm. hot young guys that uh, got up on stage. That you know, It was pretty amazing. I thought, oh, I'm, maybe I'm getting religion or something. But then one of them got to the final, the uh, showcase showdown. Mm-hmm. And this nasty-ass uh, middle-aged uh, bitch, she got she got a boat show, uh, showcases. She guessed within like 100 bucks. Hmm. And, I, and, you know, I mean, not that I root for people to win who are like, good-looking, because that would make, make me stand out. You bitch, you slut, you whore. That's what I was saying to her uh, you know, at the time. That would be bad. I'd be the only one who would do that. Employees at mortgage giant Fannie Mae manipulated accounting so that executives could collect millions in bonuses as senior management deceived investors and stonewalled regulators at a company whose prestigious image was phony, a federal agency charged today. Let me say it again. You people on the gambling channel, including Ted David and Maria Bartiromo, you all belong behind bars. Any country where the people really would have risen up, and I said this yesterday, I'll say it again, you weren't there. The, the Boston Tea Party would never have happened with the current crop of Americans we got. Not, these people, and in fact, the Vietnamese War would still be going on if it was up to this crowd we got today. They got no fight in them, there is no revolution, there is no protest, there is no stand-up, there is no backbone, man. That's what's wrong with America today. No freaking backbone, right? Right. All these people whose lives, they worked all their lives... And then they, find, they figured out that all, of the, all the pensions that they had, all the money that they stored away all those years to retire on, oh, it's all gone. It was all a big fraud. You know, WorldCom, Enron, uh, uh, AskJeeves.com, all these other dot-coms, you know. Oh, but it's the new economy, right. It just, it just boils my blood. Earlier, a person familiar with the situation said that Fannie Mae was being fined between $300 and $500 million for alleged manipulation of accounting to facilitate executives' bonuses and a settlement with the Housing Oversight Agency, the Office of Federal Housing Enterprise Oversight. The image of Fannie Mae as one of the lowest risk and best in class institutions was a facade, a fake, ersatz. James B. Lockhart, the acting director of OFHEO, said the statement as the report was released. <clears throat> Our examination found an environment where the ends justified the means. 
senior management manipulated accounting, reaped maximum undeserved bonuses, and prevented the rest of the world from knowing. The report also faulted Fannie Mae's board of directors for failing to exercise its oversight responsibilities and failing to discover a wide variety of unsafe and unsound... Pro you know something? I understand that Bill Jefferson guy from uh, Louisiana. Put it in the freezer, baby. Put it in the deep freeze, mm -hmm. no matter how you got it, you know? Right. <clears throat> by hook or by crook. You got some cash, stick that baby in the deep freeze. Wrap it up in an aluminum foil like he did. Aluminum <laughs> foil. That's what he did. Aluminium. Aluminium foil, and he put it in the uh, 90 grand in the deep freeze. How do you like that? All right. It's a way to do it. Don't be giving it out to any of these fakers, man. And don't, whatever you do, don't buy that uh, Banjo Boy Group Inc., man, that BBG. I, 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 I. Oh, my God. But I was taking a drink. Yeah. <laughs> now, who was telling me the other day that I saved them a lot of money because I told them that, uh, was it the serious? Was it Hank telling me that? Because that was the, uh, the first one. I said, don't buy that crap, man. People are not going to pay for something they can get for free. And after the initial big stern influx there on Sirius, that was it. That is finito, man. That's it. They're losing their ass. 1100 and deservedly so, by the way. Who the hell wants to hear Lynn Samuels licking, licking uh, Matt Drudge's forehead, you know? Do you understand that? I, I don't. You'll have Fag to explain hag. that to me. Faghag. I don't, I don't understand that whole phenomenon. I'm just telling you. I, I don't either. To this day, I still don't get that whole faghag thing. But as long as you're gay, then she loves you. Right. See, I, I don't take that like, as any kind of a comment. Why do you want to hang out with somebody that basically you know that you gross them out? Exactly. 1,181 votes. Other than George W. Bush, what person makes you most want to puke when you see their puss on TV or the rest of them? Bill O'Reilly, 263. Pat Robertson, 258. They got a battle going on, man. Hopefully a battle to the death. Jesse Jackson, 190. Sean Hannity, 131. Ricky Ticky Sanchez, 85. Rumsfeld's got 53. Herman Gary Rumsfeld. Rosie O'Donnell, that cow, she's got 43. Star Jones, that cow, he's got, got 25. Bono, 24. Yeah, he just, I don't get sick when I see him. He just gets on my nerves. Mary Cheney, self-hating bulldog, 23. Sellout, total sellout. Maybe she can elope with Ann Nicolder and uh, Miss Fudge. Tucker Carlson, 22. Anybody with a bow tie, look out. Now oh. there's uh, Jack Abramoff, another crook. Mm -hmm. Nancy Grace, she's got 20 friends. She's got 20 million friends. Everybody's her friend. Paula Abdul, 17. Chris Matthews, 10. William Donahue of the Catholic League, 7. Billy Mays got 4. Ron Reagan Jr., she's got 4. And only one for Denise Rodman, even after I played that thing. And Mary Madeline. They don't know who Mary Madeline is. No. Well, why not? not she's on there all the time. Now, if you'd have said Mary Madeline, maybe she would have got a few votes. Yeah, that's because they're all watching that stupid-ass movie, man. All getting sucked in by the hype. I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, especially when you've already gotten away from that crap. You know it's all a bunch of garbage. See, I can understand watching the show last night, the A&E documentary. Because mm -hmm. that, that, the purpose of that is to illuminate about the Illuminati, you know, and illuminate about the corruption. All uh, but, but as far as just making up some other fascinating story and present it in a very monotonous and boring and dragged out way. I, I don't under, although, the thing I don't understand is Josh keeps saying it was a cool story, but it was poorly done. It was well, you know, the, the book sold like five billion copies, and everyone touted it to high heaven, so that's yeah. the presumption of the question? movie. Why? Because supposedly it was a good book. Do I have to explain that? Nobody reads good books. The Godfather was a great book, too. How many people do you think read the book before they started moving? About 30, man. And, and just like always, and the book was better. I, I know it's hard to believe, but the book actually was better than the movie. I'll take your word for it. And, well, I know, because it's a big, thick-ass book. It's hundreds of pages. That. You're not going to read it. Make me fall asleep. Have somebody put it in your iPod. Yeah, there you go. You were telling me about that before the show today. You know what? I could get the, uh, the Godfather audiobook. Yeah, there you go. That'll kill some good time. 
Or I could watch the movie again. When you're sitting at home, I'm popping the pills, or just watch the movie again 40, 50 times. Ooh, I should take another one. Well, I, I, in fact, I'd take a few of those and then watch it uh, all night. The bing, you blow their brains all over your nice side release really soon. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I could never see that movie too many times. I mean, I, I can do a duet with the dialogue. Right. You know, as I'm watching it. I couldn't do it now, but, you know, as the movie is going on, I can, like, repeat verbatim Absolutely. everything they're going to say. Absolutely. I, st I still don't get burned out on it. How do you like nope. that? It's just like standing in the shadows of Motown. No matter how many times I put that movie in there, like I did yesterday, and, and then, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I can't, I can't get enough of it. You know what I mean? What do you mean? It's like sex. You just can't get enough of it. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just especially if you grew up with that music. Now, I think Josh will like, he'll like the movie, but not, not as much as we did. He'll say it's we'll, you know, we'll pretty see. good. Huh? We'll see. We'll see, now that you finally brought the damn thing in, for Christ's sake. Uh, and I'm really proud of George came around that Ben Harper is better than Marvin Gaye ever, ever dreamed of being. That, that, did I say that? Yeah, you, you're probably on medication when you said that. That was on Friday, I think you found I'll take your word for it. Uh, he said Anyway, it's 1.15 at QM. It's almost Memorial Day. That's next Monday, less than a week away. Time for the mattress and furniture stores to run their annual phony sales. When they double the price, then they say, hey, we're going to give you half off. Well, what kind of a deal is that? Don't waste your time and money driving around shopping for a mattress, and don't waste that expensive gas. Save like never before when you call Dial a Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS right now. Their prices are lower than the mall stores, even during these so-called half-off sales. Only Dial a Mattress delivers from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Same-day delivery is available the same day that you call. And, of course, always you can choose your date and time with any two-hour window that's convenient for you when you're going to be home. What's not to like? That's why Dial a Mattress is ranked number one for the best customer service in the world. Dial a Mattress has all the top names in the mattress business. You like them? They got them. Sealy and Serta, Simmons and King Coyle, Stearns and Foster and Tempur-Pedic. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll get the best prices on the best brands. I've been using them for years, and all the other smart folks at QM are loving them, too. So what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone right now. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. Don't forget, beware of those half-off sales, because this is the time of year they do it every year and stick it to you. Sleep comfortably at night on your new mattress with the best deal all the way around from Dial-A-Mattress by making that one easy call. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last as because it stands for Sensational Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. WQAM. Secretly, wake a little in the wick of Reverend Jay. Apparently, Jesse liked to play. He's a bigger hound than Richard Bay. Now all the papers say Jesse's got a love child. Yeah. Will the divorce papers be filed? Yeah. Likes it spicy, not mild, yeah. <laughs> He's in trouble, it would seem, uh -oh. yeah. A big part of Clinton's team, hey. yeah. This was not MLK's dream. Hanging round the Oval Office with his hoochie girl. 
She's really good, uh, Joan Osborne. It's yes, 123. She's great. And we got 1,211 votes already. How do you like that? There is something going on out there. And you think it's just a coincidence that we're not taking any calls? We took one, although we took one call. And it was, right, it was great. One. So we're one for one, 100%. Don't push your luck, man. You get something good happens, don't push it. Right? Oh, I'm not taking no more today. What? You think I'm crying? Well, don't answer. What do you think? You think I should try another one? I'm not, I'm not going to do it. saying nothing. What do you think, Josh? Oh, yeah, let's go for it. No, you do it. I can't. Good. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? I heard you talking about ELO. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but they have a very excellent DVD. It's called uh, Electric Light Orchestra Zoom Tour Live. Really? It's got 24 songs on it. Um, it was recorded at in Los Angeles at CBS Television City. Uh-huh. I just thought you might like to pick that up. It's really good. So... I'm going to get it today, as a matter of fact. It is excellent. I love, I love ELO. They're one of my very favorites. Right. Uh, it's from Image Entertainment. That's the company I put it well, out. Well, I'll have no trouble finding it, man. i got the best uh, DVD stores in history. Oh, do you? Okay, that's great. Yeah, it is excellent. It's, uh, they sound just like the record and everything, but uh, some of the people in the band are Jeff Lynn, right. um, Rosie Vela, who does the vocals. She does the girl stuff. Well, Je- Jeff Lynn wrote and produced uh, all the uh, music. Right, right. He's he's. It's really good. You got to pick it up. So I'm going. It's, Thanks sort, for it's sort of like the Motown DVD you picked up. So now, now, did you see that? I got it. I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, though. trust me when I tell you, you'll just you'll flip your lid. Oh, I love Motown. So um, I'm looking. I'm going to watch that tonight. So thanks a lot, pal. Okay, Zoom tour live. I'll Let's zoom go. right out and get it. Okay. Thanks. How do you like that, huh? See two for mm-hmm. two, baby. What did I tell you? What wow. did I tell you? And at that point, that's when we say finito, <laughs> finito, finito. What? 
I'm not pushing my luck, man. That, and not only is it two for two, but now I got he turned me on to something really good. I'm going to go out and buy. <clears throat> Ordinarily, I don't, because I'm not that big on, uh, you know, concert music. Live you know? stuff, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Right there with you. I mean, you know, people say, well, you like commercial music. Well, what's wrong with commercial music? I, I don't understand that. Commercial just means it's popular, which doesn't necessarily no, mean it's, it's good. That's not what it means. But uh, What does it mean? Ahead. It means it was made in a factory. Yeah. But you don't, you don't understand. Sure I do. Uh, no, you don't understand. It's like a good cigar. If it was made in a factory. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe some uh, little uh, beaner didn't roll it in Mexico. For example, it, take ELO. Jeff Lynn Wright produces it. This is his music. Commercial right. music is like this guy. The, a producer hires somebody to write it and then hires a bunch of people to sing it and, uh, and, and puts it all together. No, that, that is not product. correct. If okay. you're going to tell me that ELO, the, the ELO's hits aren't commercial, I would, I would argue about that. Your definition is wrong. Popular doesn't mean commercial and vice versa. Well, that, that's your definition. Just because something is commercially successful doesn't mean it make it commercial music. See, to you, commercial means cookie-cutter music. Cookie-cutter made in a factory. Right. Uh, you know, it's not nowhere, it, like, art is, has nothing to do with it. It's not some yeah. guy's writing, this is a good song. You know, it's like, uh, like the boy bands, for example, or the girl bands, for that matter. It's just a producer hiring a bunch of people to put something together. And a lot of that money. music was good stuff. Some some of it can be good some stuff. Some of it was pretty Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And you but, want to know why? Because they went into a recording studio in Sweden, and uh, you and I could have made music there. That's right. In fact, we could have farted out the, the hits better. Oh, not, not with Joyce around. By the <laughs> way, at 3.15 this afternoon, we're filing a $43 trillion lawsuit against Joyce Fitch. Not for anything in particular, just for being a nasty, hateful bitch who's doing everything in her power to screw up this show. What's that word? Tortious interference? Yeah, for for a t for tedious interference. Yeah, I almost said something else. Torturous interference. Well, I, had, I almost said something else. I had a couple I of T's in it. <laughs> I can't say that no more. Otherwise, I'll get... Joyce. Joyce. 28 after 1. Let's rejoice, folks. Oh! Yeah, screw that bitch. Dell with her, okay? What does she know? Nothing. And this this crowd you got there now, man. That, that's why I'm I'm just doing whatever I want. You know, I'm just, I'm just we're just gonna uh, f feel our way along. We got almost three years to go, and if we're gonna rely on these people, I mean, you know, we're preceding two hours of absolute dead air. You know, with all the respect to Kimba, we're we're preceding two hours of dead air, and with all the respect, well, hey, if you're a cigar smoker and you'd like to kick back with a good premium brand, speaking of uh, made in a factory. Yeah. Then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. And I bet you they got a bunch of people that roll them, like, by hand, you know, not like in some assembly line. See what I'm saying? Right. So they're not so commercial. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar, see, they're made by a bunch of Nicaraguans, has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, even Ray Nagan, I bet you like to light one up, spice and pepper flavors. Also be sure to try their Bahia Deseo, the hottest release cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado's Cigar Insider, high being the operative word. It's a powerful, big, fat stogie with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper that finishes long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood, too. For a soft-loaded tobacconist nearby you, for those who like a really good smoke, log on to BahiaCigars.com or call toll-free 1-800-35-BAHIA. 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
dude, man. Nobody likes to get up in the morning. But let's face it, party all night, sleep all day makes Johnny one unemployed convenience store worker. That's why you need the rock and roll alarm clock. No wimpy beep beeps here. Just gut-wrenching, high decibel screams from today's top rock artists. You'll await to Bruce Springsteen and Joe Cocker. Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. And for the true comatose snooze hound, there's the Who Alarm. Well, if that doesn't wake you up, call the morgue. You're a warm food, man. Studies show stoke brains respond to the rock and roll alarm clock. Get it now and headbang your way into a new day. definition of uh, commercial music, but that's beside the point. All right. <clears throat> because like the Beach Boys, for example, I can't think of anything that would be more commercial than all those Beach Boys and, and all that surfing music. you're wrong. And they wrote all of it. Right. So you're wrong. Okay. Beach Boys was not commercial. Commercially <clears throat> successful does not mean commercial. <clears throat> it's the, it was real it's commercial. how it was, it was made, cookie cutter, not man. whether or not it was, it was cookie cutter. financially successful. The fact successful. that they wrote it didn't have anything to do with it. Yes, it did. That's what made it not commercial. 124 votes on the poll. Mary Madeline's only got one, but you ought to see it. Denise Rodman's got three. Ron Reagan Jr., she's still got four. Billy Mays, four. William Donahue, seven. To see him is to hate him. To see him is to run to the magic room and puke your guts out. Yeah. Chris Matthews, ten. Paula Abdul, seventeen. Uh, Tucker Carlson, twenty-three. Uh, Mary Cheney, twenty-four. Bono, twenty-five. Boy, is he an important guy or what? Just ask him. He'll tell you. Nancy Grace, twenty-five, France. Star Jones, twenty-five. Rosie O'Donnell, forty-six. Donald Rumsfeld, sixty-two. Rick Sanchez, 86, makes them want to puke. Sean Hannity, 134. Jesse Jackson, 191. Pat Robertson, 254. And Bill O'Reilly, 272. The worst person in the world. According to, um, what's his name? No, I what's could agree with that. What's his name on MSNBC? Keith Olbermann? Keith, oh, very good. See, I'm just, just testing it out. Let me right. see if you're going to watch him. Watch him tonight, 8 o'clock, while you're popping those pills. In fact, you know, if you, if you pop a couple of pills, it helps when you watch MSNBC. All right. Because then it makes you hallucinate and think somebody else might be watching it, too. I don't think there's anything on Tuesday primetime, so. No. Well, 9 o'clock, right, af right after Keith, what? Supernaturals. Is that still on? I don't even know. I never watched it again. Me either. Well, that's a shame. For no good reason, because I like the show that I did well, watch. Well, Josh don't watch it because he's real nervous about them two brothers sleeping in the same room <laughs> in the motel. Huh? No, I haven't seen it since I, that I don't episode. understand that. I, I just don't get it. I don't know what you're so uptight about. No, I just told you it, it was an you okay show. Like, I just know why you, you watch it. Is, something? is that what it is? What's it's that? a good show. Yeah, it's okay. And, and they're not doing anything. Now, if they were doing something, I would definitely not miss any episodes. I'd tune in again. But I just it's just not a high priority on my list. This is a good story. Very short and sweet. 
Police have arrested a registered sex offender in North Miami Beach on charges of sexual battery and burglary. 41-year-old Brian Todd Cohen broke into the woman's home at approximately 4.20 this morning and sexually assaulted her while she slept, North Miami Beach police said. The headline is, North Miami Beach woman wakes up, finds sex offender in bed. What? That's not funny, but... It is unclear if Cohen had moved to the area or was visiting relatives who near, uh, lived nearby. Well, he's just visiting, you know? Or kind of like, uh, what's it, like Cecil Collins, you know? He just wanted to take a peek and then maybe a little something more. Maybe. A little something-something. U.S. Representative Elsie Hastings has been reelected to an eighth term. You want to know why? Why? Because his only opponent's withdrawn. He's in. Hastings was listed as unopposed on the Florida Division of Elections website today. He is the fifth of Florida's 25-member U.S. House delegation in a win-re-election without challenge. All five are Democrats. The others are Alan Boyd of Monticello, Corrine Brown of Jacksonville, Bobby Wexler of Delray Beach, good man, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Weston. You go, Debbie. Three seats are open because Representative Michael Bilrakis of, uh, of Palm Harbor's retired Republican, Representative Jim Davis, Democrat of Tampa, is running for governor, and Catherine Harris, well, we know what she's doing, making an ass out of herself. Constitution Party of Florida candidate Carl J. Lauderdale IV of Tamarack. I wonder if he's kindred to Dwight Lauderdale or John Broward. Anyway, Carl had written a $6,484 check to cover his qualifying fee on May 12th, but it was never processed. Lauderdale 29, a software engineer, said he decided to drop out last week because his wife is having a difficult pregnancy. So, Elsie, you're in, baby. <clears throat> he never stole a freight train, although they accused him of it, but Did he they? never steal one. Huh? I never saw that train. Although, I, I, I wonder what's in Elsie's freezer, though. Let's go check out and see what he's got in his freezer. Keeping that cold, hard cash in the deep freeze. You know what I got in my deep freeze? I got those uh, Omaha Steaks bratwursts. Yeah. You make one of the low ways today. I'm making some of my low carb pasta. And I'm taking my flavor wave and I'm going to cook me up one of the nice bratwurst in there for about 14, 15 minutes from frozen. And I'm going to slice that up and I'm going to put it in my low carb sauce and smear that all in there with my nice low carb pasta. Put like a whole bunch of craft parmesan on there, even though you hate craft. All for me! Right. That sound good? I'll oh, cover the craft part, yeah. Well, what do you got against crap? Maybe they, uh, they make good uh, crap. I mean, I, uh, Parmesan. I disagree with that. I would I say. Talk huh? for an hour about what I hate about crap. Well, I don't want to hear about it. All right. See, I don't. When I look, when I want to eat, and there mm-hmm. is actually some food in the supermarkets here for that guy to call yesterday, that idiot. Uh, I'm, I'm not into a political thing. You know what I mean? Right. Everything they make comes out of the same big vat. Yeah. Like Chef Boyardee. Right. You got something against Chef Boyardee? Yeah. No wonder your kids are sick all the time. It's like you're crap. Probably, you're probably yeah. feeding them Franco-American. No. You occasionally feed your kids Chef Boyardee? No. What about Kraft Macaroni and Cheese? No. I bet you Josh has eaten Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. We all have. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty damn good stuff, too, man. They're the devil. Did you tell me that you got some of the other shapes of that uh, pasta? No, I did not. I did. did. I got the penne. And how was it? It was good. I think I'm getting that the elbow macaroni. I mean, it was was okay when I got that that, um, three cheese uh, sauce, you know. Remember I told you about that? Mm-hmm. But it's like for Al- Alfredo sauce, heart attack on a plate. I don't want a heart attack on a plate. I'd rather just have the elbow mac and make my own macaroni. And forget- and like you said, screw Kraft. To hell with them. That's right. Screw Kraft. 141, in fact, that's where DRC used to be in Detroit. School Kraft and Middle Belt. 19 till 2 at 560 WQM. A very incoherent Tuesday. George is popping a lot of pills. I've taken only two calls. And Josh, he just saw that uh, thing last night on A&E, and his whole life has been uh, turned around. He's been illuminated. Yeah. Aren't you glad you got rid- out of that crap long ago before uh, it became too dangerous? Well, I was never really into that crap. Well, that's what I'm saying. Before your whole brain got stolen, man, 
before they burned your ass at the stake. Mmm, steak. Mmm. So speaking of Gary Sarner, does that bring any bells with you? Remember I was talking before? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, sometimes it's the things that you that can't see that really are bad for you. Oh, I know. Trust me. In South Florida for 28 years, Dry Concepts is just the best at dry cleaning carpets. I've had them clean my carpets for over 21 years. Nobody does it better. When you dry clean your carpets, you really can clean today and entertain tonight when you use Dry Concepts. Your carpets stay cleaner longer. There is no sticky residue left behind. And with over 50,000 satisfied customers, you know a lot of other folks are uh, into this thing, man. They know what, where to find the best. And let me remind you that Dry Concepts are also experts in water damage. Keep that in mind during hurricane season, which officially starts a week from uh, yesterday. Certified technicians get you out of the mold zone in minutes, not days, and Dry Concepts can get your home or business dry within 24 to 72 hours. It's guaranteed. And to top it all off, Dry Concepts has a state-of-the-art oriental rug cleaning plant, the only one of its kind in South Florida, on-site, dedicated to keeping your expensive area rugs looking brand new. So do yourself a big favor. Don't forget, speaking of guarantees, they give you a guaranteed written price before they start the work, and then they do an unbeatable job that you won't even believe. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free, in Dade Broward of the Palm Beaches, one 800 248 5071. Clean today and then entertain tonight. 1-800-248-5071 or on the web, log on to dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Absolutely. I better start organizing all my oldies jingles, you know. Better get those all right. in the VCS. Don't have too many of them. I'd actually dig out the disc for that one. That chicken X sent me. All the old uh, CKLW right. jingles. And I got WABC jingles. CKLW, hit bound. Et cetera. And even the ones with the names on them. Name, names of people that haven't been born yet. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Jim Edwards Show. CKLW. The Motor City. And I remember uh, Joey Reynolds' old buddy, too. Tom Shannon, CKLW. Yeah, the two of them together screwed the uh, Rock and Rebels out. We remember Wild Weekend. I've told you that story right. a million times. Swan Records. Sold over a million records. They released it a couple of times. It sold over a million records. Those kids never got a dime. Never got a red cent. Maybe somebody ought to ask Joey about that sometime. And I'm sure he'll pay the Rock and Rebels back when Larry King pays uh -huh. back all those people. Most of them are dead that he ripped off. That's right. <clears throat> the difference being that Larry has made millions in between, and Joey, of course, is fumbling along. I wonder if he's still got Bill, uh, what's his name, Marshall with him. Uh, I would imagine. You know, like to run the board. And laugh. 
Yeah, oh, and cackle a little bit, like the bird. 1,260 votes. We're going to be damn near 1,300 by the end of this, baby. That is shocking. Almost, almost as shocking. CBS names the 10 radio markets it may sell off. Alphabetically, they may, uh, they're exploring divestiture of stations in Austin, Texas, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Columbus. Well, that's since Rimmer went to town. They're tired of buying him meals. Fresno, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Kansas City, Memphis, Rochester, and San Antonio. CBS Chief Les Moonves, the Moon Man, recently talked about selling off as many as 35 stations in encore markets, yada, yada, yada. How do you like that? Selling off in Buffalo and Rochester, uh-huh. and maybe even in uh, Leroy and Lockport and Batavia. You think? Sweetwater, Ogis, right. Kendall, Plantation Acres. West Miami. Right. South Miami. Lauderdale by the Sea. Uh, Wilton Manors. You fairy. Naranja, etc. Naranja, oh man, that station ain't doing too well. How come we can't really uh, hit the jackpot, or at least some of us? And especially now that you guys got your big contracts. How come we yeah. couldn't get a release? I couldn't. That was from Inside Radio. I just got the email. How come we couldn't get an email from them saying, Beasley Broadcasting, divesting, and we'll pay off everybody under contract by the end of the week? <laughs> what are you right. laughing about? Oh, God. I don't, I don't have, have a good time. I don't have that clause then. in my contract. What? My contract just says I'm, I have to stay here. Till the bitter end? Right. Next week? Whatever that is. Well, that would be really bad if we started playing a lot of this music. I, I enjoy it. I mean, you know, Me we're too. not playing music. We're just playing like little, little just, taste. Yeah, man. We're, we're just, just playing around. Thing. Huh? around. Not as good as those calls, but... But then what is? What, what possibly could be as good as those calls? Ah. Oh, boy. I love the production on this. Where did they record this? In a barrel? Wait a minute. Let me, let me try this again. Because nothing is really schmaltzy as you want it unless it's got a good jingle. Just get it going. Okay, one moment, please. See what I mean? Not bad. Not like when we had the fart sounds, man. We used to do the old fart up. Remember those days? I do. Not no more, man. We nothing can't like do it. nothing now. And, of course, uh, you know, like I said, I still check the email. There's nothing there from Norma Kent about uh, this big meeting he was having with Joe Bell. And there's nothing there from Joe Mama. And nothing about this one and nothing about that one. And the beat goes on, okay? Like I said on CKLW, the beat goes on. In fact, I think I got a jingle that says that. Wouldn't be surprised if it's in here. The beat goes on. Don't I please have that jingle in here? Uh, number 24. I am a freaking genius. Ladies and gentlemen, the beat goes on. CKLW. How do you like that? That was like magic. Mm-hmm. Although much more oh. easier than magic. 153 at QAM at the melting pot. Fondue becomes a memorable four-course dining experience where you can really dip into amazing things, man. Almost obscene, it's so good. Enjoy a variety of unique entrees and special melting pot dipping sauces. Start your dinner out with the melting pot's renowned cheese fondue. Served with three different, no craft there, by the way. 
No. Served with three different breads, Granny Smith apples and crisp veggies. Next to your choice is salads, all of the melting pots, homemade dressings. Entrees include lobster, filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello mushrooms, duck, and more cooked in oil or broth. You'll be dipping and ducking in those fantastic melting pot sauces. And for dessert, the chocolate fondue is just so good it's almost sinful. Dip your fresh fruits in there, man. Your strawberries, bananas, pineapple, and cheesecake brownies topped off with tasty marshmallows rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers. Not just another restaurant, not just another meal, but a real dining experience, totally unique and totally delicious. You'll find a melting pot in South Florida all over the place. They're in Fort Lauderdale, Coral Springs, North Miami Beach, prestigious Boca, Cooper City, and in Kendall. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It's day you fell in Miami town. Oh, at five six zero W Q A S. Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. Ready. Get me some wires and a battery pack. All right. I don't care if they. Oh. 